Good evening and welcome to your Friday night instalment of Fools Rush In. We have got a packed episode for you. We've got returning guests, we've got a debutante, we have got cup finals to preview and we ask the elusive question, uh, what will my secondment be away from FRI? Uh, but before all that and before we say hello to tonight's panel, let's roll the titles. Take my hands, take my whole life too, but I can't help falling in love with you. And to start off tonight's panel, I would like to welcome back the man who rescued uh, Tuesday's show from my emotional outbursts. Good evening, Craig. <laughs> uh, evening, Fifey. Hey, you're, you're only human, mate. It was, um, I think it was box office viewing, mate. So, you know, <laughs> don't, please don't ever change. When we do that again, and we've, we have decided we will do that again, please be exactly the same because it was, mm, yeah, it was, it was good. It, it was very entertaining indeed, mate. But yeah, yeah, very, I, I enjoyed it. It was a good, good laugh. So hopefully we can, we'll, we'll do that again and uh, you be exactly ha as you are. And more importantly, Ben needs to be exactly how he is. <laughs> uh, mate, I am getting, I'm getting a bit long in the tooth now, they say. You ain't changing me for nothing. Uh, good. So no, good. no fears about that. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's next say hello and good evening to someone else who was there on Tuesday night. How are you, Nick? Yeah, I'm really good, Fifey. So uh, hopefully we'll be nice and calm tonight and it'll be just a lovely, pleasant show. Um, yes, yes, that's <laughs> what I have in mind. A lovely, pleasant show. Uh, good week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mate, every week's a good week when you're knocking on that door. So, uh, yeah, oh, happy, happy to be here. Wow. <laughs> My word. Let's keep, let's keep it light. We're supposed to be an entertainment okay. show. Okay, no, no. All right. Seriously, yeah, you know what, really, Nick? You, you know what, Nick? When I was 20, I thought, oh, God, if I end up 40, that's just really old. I'd rather be dead than 40. And then when I got to 30, I'm like, well, 50 is all right. And then, then I'm like thinking, well... You know, if you get to 65, you're like, 66, 66, 66, you know? So, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting nearer to the big old seven. So oh, uh, don't, worry, <laughs> don't worry, but, you know, but it's okay. Yeah. I, I feel good, mate. I feel good. No, nah, you're, you're good. You're, yeah, it's all, all good, mate. Yeah. <laughs> After Nick kept things ever so jovial there, let's welcome Fools Russian's version of the, uh, the jolly young giant, Friday Night Joe himself. How are you, pal? Yeah, all good, mate. Um, just about picked my head up from Tuesday night. <laughs> yes, you were. Um, you were obviously at the ground for the game. Um, yeah. We're, we're going to come on to that in a bit, so so no spoilers. But but how long did it take you to actually get over it? Because let, let's be honest, in the messages on Twitter and then in our WhatsApp group, you were you you weren't too dissimilar from me. Let's be honest. No, I was with you all the way, five feet. Yeah. <laughs> it was well into Wednesday by the time I sorted myself out. Put it like that. Absolutely. Uh, next, let's welcome back one of our younger panellists. Uh, evening, Rich. How are you? Evening, guys. How are we doing? Very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. I kind of didn't want to be on tonight because I thought, do you know what? I actually quite like Tuesday night. Just 
sitting back and just having my popcorn and watching all you guys have <laughs> an absolute tearing each other apart that was that, that was absolutely hilarious it was so funny and yeah um hopefully i'll be a part of the next one but uh yeah no i i do i do sometimes just like watching this because it's, it's just absolutely <laughs> freaking brilliant carnage <laughs> is the word you're looking for rich carnage is an understatement um where shall we go next i know a man who is looking forward to a, uh, a very important game this weekend good evening woody Good evening, how are we? Very, very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, <laughs> yes, looking forward to the weekend, looking forward to an episode tonight. Uh, I've managed to catch glimpses of Tuesday and I'm kind of with Rich. I don't think I'd bother trying to join the next one. I think I'll just watch it um, because it was, <laughs> it was very entertaining. Um, I imagine today's episode will be a bit more mellow though. Yes, looking at the characters we've got and those that we've still got yet to welcome onto the panel, mellow is definitely the word I would use for what this episode is going it's to hard, be. It's hard to compete now. <laughs> That's it. But I'm Fools, sure, I'm Fools sure. have peaked. But I'm sure, I'm sure me and Willie would be able to stir some shit up. I feel, I feel like we should break the news to like our hundreds and hundreds of audience now to say that Ben isn't on tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not leaving. And then just see all the few figures just drop. <laughs> That certainly won't be the case. Um, but now it's time to welcome our not one but two special guests for tonight. And first, a returning favourite and someone who, uh, I believe the phrase you just used, Rich, was you and Woody could stir some shit. If you two don't, I'm sure our first special guest certainly will. Welcome back to the Fools panel, Beth. <laughs> good evening. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very well. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, it is our pleasure as always. Thank you very much for accepting the invite. I look, um, our first section tonight is is going to be on the on the cup final. So I'm looking forward to. Uh, well, Mike, I think summed it up perfectly. It was the former full sponsorees derby this weekend. As <laughs> it's Beth versus Woody, so I'm looking forward to to you two going head to head, political style, telling us why your sides are going to win. But before that, we have a debutant to welcome. Um, and thankfully, he's altered the name slightly so that I don't get too confused with a regular panellist. Uh, someone who travels over from time to time to watch Swindon from his home in America. Yes, we're going international again tonight. As uh, we say, hello, Delaware, and welcome for the first time, Nico. How are you, pal? Okay. So it won't be as entertaining as Chibi. But you all think it's more entertaining than a game. I think we've got got R2-D2 on. (laughs) It it started a bit robotic and then just at the end it came through. So hopefully that'll uh, that'll be okay. But uh, we are absolutely delighted to have you with us tonight, pal. And uh, and thank you for agreeing to come on. No, I think that connection's gone. That's unfortunate. The Americans, height of technology for everything, but not when it comes to StreamYard and appearing on Fools. Uh, I'm sure we'll get Nico's connection sorted, though, in time for him to say plenty on Swindon Town. But as I said, we would like to start um, with the uh, the Wiltshire County Cup final and the, uh, the artwork, I'll be honest, I stole um, because I like it, but it is... Uh, it is Warminster versus Bassett on Sunday. Uh, it is Beth 
versus Woody. I think it's only fair, Woody, that we go ladies first and invite Beth on to... Well, first of all, before we talk about the cut fire, actually, this is the first time you've been on since, obviously, joining Warmins. So how how has the move gone for you so far? How are you finding it? Yeah, no, it's been good. Um, I've been a bit nervous, actually, coming on tonight. No, I don't know what's going to be after me, actually. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, the move's been good. Yeah, it's just a nice bit of... Um, it's just nice playing local football at the moment, getting back into it. So, um, yeah, it's been good. Good. No, I'm glad. And um, we, we said as soon as we, we heard the news, we, you know, we dropped your message and stuff and said, look, you're, you're always welcome back on here. You, you're, you're definitely part of the fabric of Falls Rush in now and, and long may that continue. And we've been watching with interest and, and, you know, obviously Woody and Rich do a, a really good job for us in particular of keeping us updated on what's going on on, on the local football scene and so we're getting to know when you're playing and stuff particularly while Woody wasn't coaching elsewhere um but talk to us about the the cup final and, and from your side things obviously your your cup tied so you can't play yourself but the team looking forward to it yeah the girls at once have a real buzz at the moment um yeah it's a bit disappointing that I can't play but obviously rules are rules um, but yes, it, it's a great occasion. Everyone wants to be in the county cup final, especially with it being held at Oakfields, which is in Melksham, which is a lovely stadium. Um, so it's quite nice for it to be there this year instead of unlike last year where it had to be moved to Green Lane. Um, but yes, our cup finals always have a like, little buzz about it. So yeah, it'll, it'll be a good match as well. Two decent teams going head to head. So yeah, it should be an interesting match. Uh, Woody, I presume you're you're disappointed the Beth can't play as well. No, definitely not disappointed. <laughs> the Beth can't play. <laughs> um, uh, no, I mean I said to you lads a few weeks ago, didn't I? I said that obviously before I moved over to Bassett, <clears throat> I watched Warminster against um, uh, Bassett, and uh, you know I have to I have to be honest, and I'm not just saying this because she's on the show, but Beth was a massive part of the reason why they won that game. Um, so you know, in some ways, um. You know, I mean, Beth knows my thoughts in terms of I think that she, you know, she was underplayed at Swindon, should have played more at Swindon. Um, and I think that Warminster no are quite, <laughs> Warminster, <laughs> Warminster are quite lucky to have a, you know, a tier, four, a, in my opinion, a tier four level player playing for him. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's good. Obviously, I, I deep down I am going because, as Beth just said, playing in a County Cup final, and I'm sure she'll back me up on this, when Swindon Town aren't, aren't in it, kind of means something a bit different then because it's kind of, you always know Swindon Town are going to be in it, the chances are they're going to win it. Um, so it's it's quite nice that there's two teams um, that that are, are in it this year. Obviously, Warminster will be well up for it because of last year's upset. Um, and it's, yeah, so... Um, I'm, I'm going to go. Beth's not playing, but only for you, Beth. Not not for us. <laughs> um, Beth, how how confident are you, or, or have the team been of of winning it this weekend? Go on, I, re, re, I think... really tell Woody you you exactly how how easy you think this is going to be. <laughs> oh yeah, we're going to steamwalk this. Yeah, <laughs> me being there. <laughs> no, I think we have the girls know that we have to come in level headers um I think the girls are aware that they are missing me as a key player um but I'll still be there supporting the girls so they know that I'll be there present so 
but I think it's really key in a county cup final not to just go in with loads of confidence because you don't know how it's going to play out even mm-hmm. when like leading up to it it's a cup game so even in the men's team you don't know how teams are going to be like setting up or anything so I think you have to go in with a level head and just do the basics right so I think if either team if they can just get control of the game I think it could go either way so I I don't think either team's going to be in massive confidence or going to think they're going to walk over the other team because they're two decent sides that have got decent players. So it is going to be a really tough game. Uh, Woody, the fair assessment, in your opinion? No, we're going to smash him. Um, no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think, um, obviously, we, you know, I spoke to Simon, who's the gaffer, I spoke to him about it and I said, you know, we know where we are. Um, you know, Warminster are above us in the league. They've got three more wins in terms of that on us. They knocked out the favourites in the previous round. So they are, you know, in my opinion, going in as the favourites. You know, it's Beth is a big loss, but they've still got the likes of Shannon Redhouse, Mia Blazy, things like that, that players like that that are, you know, half decent. I think it it's going to go one of two ways. Whichever team turns up, it, it, I know it's a cliche, but whichever team turns up is the team that's going to win it. Um in my opinion, and I think, um, but if both teams turn up, it's just going to be a great game of football. I genuinely believe that. I'm not just saying that to try and get people down. Um, obviously, I know a bit about Warminster, um, <laughs> the um, and uh, from from last season as well, and obviously seen a bit this season. You can't even, as Beth said, you can't really look on recent form. I think you know you guys drew to Paul at the weekend. We drew with Paul a couple of weeks ago, who are kind of down there with us. But then we put in a hell of a performance against Bristol Rovers, who are one of the favourites to win the league on on Sunday. So you really just is no team I don't think goes in thinking they're going to win it. Um, well, they go, go go in thinking they will win it, but not overconfident type thing. So, um, but yeah, I think um, I'll say it again they'll miss Beth massively. Um, you know, I think we know we know what we're going to do. Um, you know, we've spoken about it heavily this week. I'm not obviously going to reveal anything. Um, so, uh, <laughs> we know what we're going to do. Um, and we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I think it's it's a great achievement for both sides, really, which whatever happens to have, you know, the, the two second best sides. Arguably, Warminster should be second at the moment because they're league position, two second best sides in Wiltshire playing for the Wiltshire County Cup. In some ways, it's kind of how you want it to be. Um, but yeah, no, I... Um, I think the girls are looking forward to it. Um, I'm sure Warminster are making a bit of a day out of it as well in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of what they're doing in the build-up to the game and, and stuff like that. We'll be doing the same. Um, but, yeah, we're just I'm, – I'm, I'm buzzing for it. And obviously, it'd be nice on a, on a genuine note, without shit housing. it'd be nice to catch up with Beth as well, um, maybe just a little bit before the match and maybe after, depending on what the game – how the game goes. <laughs> so <it's>, um, <laughs> Um, Beth, Woody described uh, Warminster's going in arguably as favourites. Do you feel that's the case? And what sort of pressure does that bring? Um, I think, yeah, if you look at league tables, we are above Bassett. Um, so, yeah, we should go in as favourites. But it was a tight, tight game when we played Bassett the first day of this year. Um, there wasn't really much in it. Um, so... I genuinely don't know who it like Woody said it. Whoever turns up on the day, you can't, you can literally flip a coin. It will be that close. Um, but yeah, it's 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 going to be a tough one. But yeah, I think if the girls go in, 
um, level-headed and just go and play our football, then we know how we want to play um, and we know what kind of things we want to do. It's just they got to go and put it into place and hopefully they'll show the, they're the better side. <laughs> Um, Rich, can I bring you in briefly? I know you're you're hoping to to make it down to watch. So as as the neutral in between these two completely biased individuals on the screen, uh, what what would you be hoping for, for for anyone who does make it down to watch the game? Biased? Don't know what you're talking about. I'm Warminster <laughs> all the way. Um, no, um, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I think. <clears throat> Uh, Warminster obviously made it to the County Cup final last year and they obviously well they, they lost to Swindon but like they've both said like when Swindon get to the final it's there's usually only one winner um, so it is really good to obviously see two uh, teams one that obviously isn't performing so great uh, this season but now nah, and then again and, and the other one is Bassett <laughs> but you know, it's sort of like um, it is going to be one of those games, like sort of thing. Um, and I, I, I do think from it's a game you really want to go see, like sort of thing like that. It's probably going to be really scrappy. Both teams are going to want it. Obviously, Bassett haven't had much luck this season, so they're going to be up for this. They're going to want to win it, and you know, um, and as will Warminster, you know, they, they didn't obviously win it last year. So they'll want to come back this year and, you know, state their go claim one better. and go one better and win it this year. So, you know, it's going to be a very interesting game. It's, yes. I'm hoping it's going to be end to end. And, you know, it's really good that we've got two panellists on tonight that are going head to head. And uh, one of them's going to come away with a winner's medal and one of them's going to and the other thing is as well five is the um is there's a lot of connection between the two teams as well obviously obviously beth used to play for bassett as well but um you've got um abby footner and john uh, who, who's the goalkeeper she used to play for bassett um johnny house is now in the coaching staff at warminster he was he was a he was at bassett as well and i've got a very good relationship with johnny so you know, I, I had good comms with him when he was at Bassett, not so much when he was at Larkall Mind. But the, um, but yeah, so, the, and I think there's a few others, Beth will probably know better than me on that one. There's a few others that have kind of been in between both teams. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, as Rich said, it's, it should, it should shape up quite nicely. Um, well, I presume, Beth, that, uh, should Warmins to win, then Woody won't be appearing on Fools on Monday, uh, because he, he does like to make the bold statement that wherever he goes, trophies follow. <laughs> so uh, so on the assumption uh, that he doesn't turn up on Monday, we'd obviously like to welcome you back to tell us all about oh, yeah. it <laughs> on, on Monday night. That's for sure. Um, oh, yeah. I, won't, I won't obviously ask for predictions um, ahead of it, but Woody, if I can... Um, I'll, I'll flash the, uh, the, the the image back up as well, but just remind everyone listening or, or listening back um, when and where this game is being held so that uh, if they can attend, obviously, we would highly recommend they do. Yeah, so it's two it's two o'clock kickoff at Malcolm Town Football Club, the, I think, at Oakfield, isn't it? Beth? I think it's the name of the stadium. Beautiful. I th I'm so glad it's there rather than at um, Devizes because Devizes is a bit of a... The green lane is a bit of a dull atmosphere. It's a you know it's a behind a green fence, etc. So, 
Um, it should be a good atmosphere. Malcolm's really well set up for cup finals as well. So um, if I remember rightly, £5 for adults. Um, and I think it was £3 for concessions. Um, so, yeah, it's you know, it'll be a good day. I'm sure the bar will be open. They'll have the food on and all of that kind of stuff. And like I say, hopefully uh, two good teams of good entertainment, teams that like to, you know, teams that like to be loud as well. What people go to watch football for? You know, I joke around and, you know, we, I, mean, I think Joe and I said it a while ago with in terms of other games of football where you hear, you know, you get the odd dodgy decision and you hear the managers, you know, a little bit of banter in between them, the players having it. That's going to happen. I can guarantee that's going to happen on Sunday. Um, I'm quite looking forward to it. Um, but the, um, it's, yeah, I think, please, please, you know, if you, if, especially if you're stuck in a rut on Sunday, get yourself down on to Melsham. But even if you're not stuck in a rut, just cancel your plans and go watch it. Um, <laughs> Because and at the end of the day, let's remember this: this money goes into local football. Um, you know, like so, Malksham. Uh, sorry, Malksham. Well, Malksham, yeah, uh, Warminster. Us. Um, we don't have the support that say Swindon will have going forward. So all of this kind of just those small little ticket sales here and there are, are just a massive help. Um, and hopefully, like I say, give you a good game of football as well. Okay. Uh, Beth, any final words from you to try and inspire just even one extra person listening to, to come down and and uh, watch Warminster beat Bassett? I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all the that's all the encouragement people Take need to be there. Well, obviously, we, we, wish, we wish both sides... The very best of luck. Look forward to seeing how it plays out and uh, look forward to hearing from at least one of you on Monday night um, as, as the victor takes the spores. Woody's looking confident, but... Uh, I'll be there he, regardless. I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good loser and an even better winner. So, um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, so I'll, be, I'll be there regardless on Monday, don't you worry. Unless Swindon lose as well. Which if Swindon lose, and as in Swindon men's lose, and I lose on and we lose on Sunday. I'm just going to be like, I'm probably not worth speaking to me for about a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, that's something to look forward to, isn't it? <laughs> wow. Um, before, I, I mean, it, it's entirely up to you, Beth. Um, but before you do shoot off, I did just want to um, not not specifically ask you about it. But next up, we were going to just talk about Swinning Town women and and what they're up to this weekend. Um, they are away at Portishead, and I actually, um, I thought I did, uh, had set up ready the currently table because I think the last time you were on was just before um, was just before your move, and we said how the league table wasn't yeah. quite um, wasn't quite fit yet because there were so many games in hands and stuff, and uh, and now it's kind of leveled out just a little bit. Um, you know, all the games are a bit more equal. And I just wondered, now that you're on the outside kind of looking at it, do, do you think it's a slightly more fair reflection seeing them seeing them in sixth place? Yeah. Um, I have a lot of opinions about it, but I think that's roughly where they should finish. Um, should never have let you go, Beth. <laughs> I'm interested to know the other opinions. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> you can you can I see you can see there's there's plenty of opinions there, but maybe doesn't want them shared on a live stream on the internet. Oh, their faces when it popped up that I was coming back on it, it must have been oh that would be lovely to see. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Woody yourself, what, what can you tell us about um, Porter's head? Well, um, By the way, am I pronouncing that right? Because whenever I've seen that in any like non-league football or women's football, I always worry I'm pronouncing it wrong. I say it like no, that. You, yeah, you pronounce it right. Okay, um, that's fine. Bristol way, and they says Porter's, Porter's, Porter's head. <laughs> Porter's um, head. But the, um, but yeah, the, uh, you know, they're they're one of the sides that came up last year um, into tier four. I think I'm I'm pretty confident that I know they. I think um, Swindon drew with them. One all, I think, first game of the season, if I remember rightly. But I think things have moved on a little bit since then. They kind of got rid of those first game jitters, and I, I can't see, I can't really see anything past a Swindon win. But um, uh, you never, you never know. I mean, it's it's Swindon at the end of the day, regardless of what <laughs> men's, um, it's Swindon. So it's um, yeah, I'd like I'd like to think that they pick up a win. Obviously, Porters had lost quite heavily last week. I think it was. Seven or eight two to Bournemouth. Um, so if you kind of weigh in the fact of aggregate scoring again uh, with Swindon and Bournemouth versus Porter's heads, you know you'd like to think there'd be a, a comfortable win in there. Um, but I think yeah, I think the table is kind of where I thought they might end up. I think I said at the beginning, I said top four wasn't out of reach, but then they had a, a couple of results that were quite strange. Um, Moneyfield losing to Moneyfields last week would have been a would have been a big lot, a uh, big loss, but um, yeah. So I think kind of mid table to build on that is where where they want. Uh, well, not where they want, where they should really be. Um, but yeah, it all went downhill when Beth left, didn't it? So. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you you can't argue with fact, I suppose. Um, Beth, I'm, I'm conscious of of asking you stuff that that you might again might not want to talk about on a live stream, but I'm always intrigued. Go for it. Where- I'm always intrigued when I've had the opportunity, even previous when I, when I did blog writing and stuff, and I got to talk to former players. Do you still look back and see how Swindon are getting on, that kind of thing? Because obviously you've still got friends there and stuff. So, Oh, yeah. like How, it, how I left it, it was absolutely fine. Um, like I didn't want any bad blood. Swindon's a great club. They want to go places. Um I just wasn't getting the game time and they understood that I knew it was kind of it was a hard decision but deep down I knew that it was time for me to move on before I lost complete interest um so credits to Swindon for letting it go smoothly um but yeah no every every time I finish my match I always look on Twitter to make sure or see how they're getting on the girls have been brilliant all their comments when I left um all their good Good luck with everything. Yeah, it was a it was really hard to do, but yeah, no. Swindon, Swindon are a decent team wanting to go places, and I'm sure they'll get there in the end. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's quite sad, like leaving it now. Yeah, and seeing where I was, but it was all I had to do at that time. But yeah. And um, County Cup final aside, what, what's your aspirations for the rest of this season and then going forward into towards the new one? Uh, I just want to just get back playing to how I was pre-Swindon. Um, I think I kind of focused a lot at Swindon uh, trying to become a player that I probably wasn't. Um, looking back on it, I probably should have not played in the position that I was being played. Um, so I think the rest of this season, I'm going to just try and experiment experiment a bit more and see if there's any other positions I can play or where I was playing when I was younger. 
Um, I think I've dropped further back. But yeah, no, I think, yeah, just see how it goes. There's no pressure. There's no time limit on anything. But just take it, yeah, month by month and see what happens. Cool. Well, obviously, we, we wish you the very best of luck. We wish Warminster... If Woody's not looking, we wish you we wish them the very best of luck on, on Sunday as well. But obviously we we we'll all we'll say to Woody as well, we wish Bassett the very best of luck on Sunday. And uh, and again, you are always, always welcome here on Fools, uh Swindon player or not. Uh, always one of our favourite guests to have on. So uh so don't be a stranger and, and come back again soon, yeah? Yeah, well thank you so much for having me, guys. I absolutely love it. So it is great to get your message to come back on. No oh, worries. Fun, so, yeah. <laughs> we'll see you again soon, Beth. Thank you very much. See you yeah, thank Beth. you. Good, good luck, Sunday. Bye. Uh, thanks, as always, to Beth for featuring uh, Woody. Now she's not. Now she's not there. How confident really are you? It doesn't change. It, doesn't it doesn't change. change. Uh, no, no, they are a good side. They're you know they're better than the league position sounds. Um, I think both sides. It's it's a tough league because we've got three teams going down potentially. Where have I gone? I'm right back again. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, where would you prefer yeah. to play? Where you are. Goal hanger. Yeah, goal hanger. I just put myself so, at the bottom of the screen away from all the main characters. Ah, oh, you're the main character. Carry on. Um, but yeah, no, no. I think um, I, I'm. I'm confident in what the girls can do, if that makes sense. Like, I'm yep. confident that if they turn up, I think we might edge it. But, um, uh, you know, for me, it's neither here nor there. It is a case. It's a cup final. It's going to be like what cup final should be. You're not going to really know who's going to win it until until literally that final whistle's gone. So, it's... Um, yeah, I'm. Um, I'm just looking forward to it. Like I say, if it was against Swindon, I'd probably be like, oh, it's a bit of a write-off, to be totally honest. Um, but yeah, it's uh, given that it's against um, against Warminster, who are in our league, who, as I said earlier, will go in as the favourites. They beat us only a couple of weeks ago. You know, it's um, uh, albeit I wasn't in, in the coaching staff then. Um, but the, <laughs> um, <You're> so modest, <laughs> Woody. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think. Had it not been to last Sunday's performance, I would have been less confident. But even though we lost to Rovers last Sunday, the amount of money, the amount of coaching staff, the amount of support the Bristol Rovers have got. I knew um, the coaching staff comment was coming. Mate, 12. There are more coaches in the dugout than they did fucking players on the pitch. Um, it was it was ridiculous. Um, one for every player. So, yeah, the amount of support they've got from the club. You know, their gaffer was telling me the amount of support they've got from, from the club, etc. So... You know, to only, you know, to narrowly lose 2-1 when we're low in confidence anyway um, and put on a decent, you know, half-decent performance against them, it fills me with a little bit of confidence. We've got that kind of bit of shithousery, that bit of grit um, that we that we might need in a cup final, considering over half the squad are under 18. You know, it's it's always going to be hard to come by to say, have you got that bit of grit? Have you got that bit of shithousery that we're going to need? Because um, Warminster will. Warminster will, and I'll say it now because that's not on here. I've seen the footage of their last game. Um, so it's, you know, I know we kind of know what to expect and we know that they are, they have a lot of experienced players who are going to be able to 
game manage really well. Um, the Lensford in town, some experience, please. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, and like I say, Johnny, I mean, uh, Rich knows Johnny. Johnny's a very, he's a decent coach. Um, and, you know, obviously, Abby, who was in goal for them, is, was tier four last year and, and, and all oh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so they've, got, they've got a decent amount of experience within them. So, and um, she was at Larkle, so, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah, she was at Larkle, yeah. So, oh, is it? Yeah, that's how I know. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, again, uh, we've we've wished Beth and, and Warmest the very best of luck. The same, obviously, to you, Woody, and to your Bassett side. Um, let's move on, and, and we just want to do a, a a little bit more review on the midweek uh, defeat to uh, at Sutton. Uh, myself, Craig, uh, Nick, we're all part of our first ever attempt at a watch along. Um, we've had uh, we've had some decent feedback, actually. Some some uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, some helpful feedback in terms of where we can improve, uh, but also constructive. A lot of constructive thank you is the yeah. word I'm looking for, <laughs> and uh, but also just some genuinely nice feedback on on how they thought it was. Um, Joe, I'm going to come to you in a minute because you were at the ground, but unfortunately couldn't seem to get a connection, uh, especially at half time. But I want to bring Nico in first. Obviously, his debut on Fools. Uh, welcome. Uh, how's the mic? Is it is it working? Can you hear me? Yes, lovely, lovely. Yeah, I'll um, go on to my laptop. That works better. Uh, so um, before we get into looking back on Tuesday's game, just, just tell anyone watching, uh, obviously this is your first time, a little bit about yourself. I already said that you're uh, you're coming to us live from Delaware. Yeah, yeah, I've been over in America. Well, I was co I've been involved with Swindon on and off for, what, since the early 90s. I coached at the School of Excellence, coached with the community, been involved with that and it was through Swindon I actually we done a tournament we used to go to painting every year and do a tournament and it was through there that I got asked to come over and do a camp in America so I come over here in 97 and it just went from there I've been back I've been virtually out here since then and Crikey been, Nico you got one hell of a Swindon accent mate don't ever <laughs> lose that that's nice. brilliant yeah. the most Swindon sounding American person ever. <laughs> yeah. brilliant yeah, so, uh, you know, it makes me laugh because since I've been here, everyone says to me, who's your Premier League? Is it Chelsea? Is it so said Swindon Town, that's my team. Everyone knows that's all I have is Swindon Town. So I don't support it. So I've always followed Swindon. Well, I'm good friends when I go back. I have, like, John at the Foundation Park. He's a really good friend of mine. So I've always been involved with the Foundation Park and help out there if I can when I come back. Because you never forget your roots where you started your coaching. The community has always been a big part of mine. You know, when I got involved with Lee Barnard, he was the first community officer. We used to have a porter cabin where the stands are at the front. That's the first row. I remember all that. Then we moved to the town end. It was our office. It was, oh, you know, it was, it was great memories of working with, with the community. And I love it. Shout out to the Community Foundation because that's where I started my coaching as well. So Yeah, well, John has done a great job. I actually spoke to yeah. him tonight. They're, they're going to the game tomorrow. They're going, him, Shane and I are at the game tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow day they're going to watch the song. Oh, yeah. Well, dear friend of the show, Danny has uh, messaged in saying, "Welcome, Nico." Uh, I don't know if you've still got it within uh, reaching distance, but you were showing us off camera a oh. nice little, uh, yeah, a nice little heirloom you've got. Yeah, I got a little heirloom. This is the old Swindon Town Division Four under Lou Macari. Wow. Mate, I'm good friends with Lee Barnard. And I said he moved the other year and he gave me it as a Christmas present. It's Division 4 winner's medal. He had it in his attic. 
and he said he just gave it to me. So he's one of my best mates, Lee. We've done we travel around America. We've done for my birthday years ago when I was 50, we've done Route 66, me and Lee. Wow, wow, and stuff like that. Yeah, so I've had great memories with Lee. We've had some great times, me and Lee Barnard. I've always since I met him as a community officer, I kept in touch and then you know, he helped me go to the School of Excellence with Terry Woolen and Trolley, John Trollock, because John Trollock's my god. He's god to be John Trollock as a coach. I love the guy. love the guy to bits. I mean, Terry Woolen. Terry got me to work with him. And then, you know, so I've always kept in touch with Swindon. And over here, now I'm in Delaware. I moved here last August. I'm a director of coaching for a club called Henlopen Soccer Club. So it's a small little club in this area. But they're good, good people. I love, I love the area. We're right by the beach. And stuff we got beaches all along here, so I'm 12 minutes the nearest beach to me. So it's yeah, it's a great little state. You know, America is so big since I've been here in soccer, as they call it. I've got to call it soccer over here, not football, it because you get <laughs> but it's growing all the time. It's so it's the biggest growing sport in youth sports, but it is getting carried away. The money's coming into it, and that's what's driving me nuts. There's so many different leagues over here. It's it's getting ridiculous over here now with that, but you know that's the times of change in life. The way it's going, you got to adjust to change, or you get left behind, kind of thing. But now, you know, I enjoy it. But you never forget your roots of Swindon Town. So I said last year at one of those auctions, I actually got John. I bid it and got a John Trollop shirt where he signed nice. the frame. One day. I had to get that. That was my. He's my idol, so I got his shirt and all that. So yeah, Swindon's my club. Well, I mean, you've only been talking for three or four minutes there, but already I'm getting the sense of there's definitely a returning guest feature because the amount of stories I could already sense is is oh. unreal. But you're also very well selling uh, Delaware and uh, and any of us planning on a trip to America. Yeah, I think we've got a new destination. You're more than welcome to stay. Oh, you, you don't want to be offering us spare rooms. Full <laughs> Josh, it'll be doing a live broadcast. Especially not Ben. <laughs> oh, yeah, not Ben. Ben's got, Ben's got a history of, of, of damage when he stays over places. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'll get more visitors. I'll get more visitors now. I've got a mate from DC. He's from London. And he comes to visit me. You're not to visit me. He loves the beach. I'm just a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making sure he's the same. He said, I'm going to see you all summer for my beach house. They're <laughs> all saying, "Don't mess your job up. We want our beach house. That's great." <laughs> well, just before I ask you for your thoughts on Tuesday, because I know that uh, that you were watching it at home, uh, we've had a tweet in from Paddy. Good evening, sir. Who says, uh, "Fools or Shin? Good evening, comrades. Uh, Ocus Road heading towards seventy? Question mark. Get away. You're looking good, you Lafario. You. <laughs> oh, it's always nice to hear from you. So I'll take that all day long. <laughs> uh, so, so and Nico, uh, was the performance any better stateside than it was from where we were sitting? No, no, it wasn't. It's, the problem is the league's a poor. Like Nick was saying, it's a poor league. It is a poor. You know, how can we lose so many games and we've lost this season and still have a chance of getting promotion? It's not the greatest. Of league. It's not the greatest of league. So it's you know, but. It's just the way you one, you know, one nil up and then letting it slip. That's what makes it so bad. It was just so poor. I know we're saying the first goal, the keeper, yes, his arm was in there, but again, he's and he's young, and that's where experience are coming up. We say he should have fallen over. You know, if you're going to get touched as a goalie, you stand up. You're not, you know, you're going to get. You got to, that's the that's the way football is now. I bet you of any money, if he fell over, the referee gave the free kick. He stayed up and then he's complained about it. So 
See, it wasn't the greatest. Like I said earlier, the more fun was after the after the game. That was the best part. That was better than the game. The chat after <laughs> was the best part of Tuesday night. Like, that was great. That was. <laughs> well, I'm glad we, we were able to entertain you. Um, from what you've seen, and, and Joe, I will come to you next, but uh, Nico, from what you've seen, I, I know it's very, very early days uh, of the Morris era. Are you starting to see just little bits of what he's hoping to bring in, or is it still difficult to to fully see at the moment? I, I still think it's difficult to see. You know, he brought that, uh, what's his name, in the new lad on Tuesday, that McLaren, clacking, whatever they and you know, and he McLaren. But I still think that defensive mid, to me, Khan's not a defensive mid. He's better no. going forward at players. So I would never have him as my defensive mid. I think he's better when he goes at players. You want him going forward more, not sitting as a defensive mid. I think they lack that person. So, you know, that's why I was, dis- in a way, disappointed when Reed went. So I did like, or he weren't as good as he was last year, but he, I still think he's a, he was a good player in that holding mid role for me. So, you know, and it's early days to say what he's going to stamp his authority. You know, you're hearing players say his training's good. But then, let's be honest, you're not going to get players coming out saying his training's crap, are you? (laughs) No, you're not really going to get that from him. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, Joe, you were at the game. um, And as I said in the intro, you came away from the game. Raging probably doesn't describe it enough. What I, what could I liken it to? Uh, you remember Charlie Austin's rant about a referee? <laughs> yeah, it was. I would have been similar to that if I'd have managed to log on. You'd have been playing Park Life over me and everything. And yeah, I was. It was. It was well into Wednesday by the time I'd uh, sorted myself out. And I wouldn't say I'm totally over it now, but <laughs> I'm calm enough to be reasonable. Uh, one thing you did say when we was chatting off camera, though, is um, as as usual, particularly away from home, Swindon Town fans were fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they were back in the boys before the game. First half, they were really good. Second half, it just got edgy. Just as the players went deeper, the, the fans got quieter and a bit edgy, and it was just getting nervy. And Sutton's Sutton's fans were the other way around. They were they were silent for the first hour, and then the, the last half an hour, they. You know, they obviously would, the team were giving them something to 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 cling on to, if you like. So they, they may start making a bit of noise and put a bit of pressure on us. But yeah, the, yeah, no complaints from the fans. Um, obviously, everyone was a bit upset at the end. Um, but I think it was more disappointment than than being. I don't think people were upset with the performance as much. It was just a disappointment of letting the two goals in so late and close together. It was. You know, it was just that initial shock, really, and disappointment. No, absolutely. Um, Rich, you obviously weren't uh, on the show Tuesday either. Um, any thoughts from yourself now that you've had time to reflect on it? <clears throat> I think a few people, uh, obviously, it, it, the result was negative. The way we defended the last five minutes was just obviously atrocious, and it's no way a team should be defending. Having said that, and I think even the positivity all through up into that 85 minutes, that way that we were playing, we thought we were going to win that game. We we had that game on toast. Um, now, I think some of the decision-making, I think the decision-makings from all around, from the players, from the coaching staff, um, was all wrong. 
in terms of substitutions, in terms of tactics. Um, I, I, I just the way we saw out that game just wasn't. Now you could say, obviously, in terms of Brent, I know that's a controversial opinion whether or not it was a foul or it wasn't a foul. For me personally, I did think it was a foul. Um, but uh, I think <clears throat> even way we 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 shouldn't have been in that situation. That um, we should never have given that free kick away in the first place. Number one, number two. Um, you know, uh, uh, there's no leadership at the back. There's absolutely no leadership. There's nobody taking account uh, for anybody's mistakes or, you know, um, I think pre the two goals, um, I think we got lucky with a few of our, um, I mean, I think Sutton were unlucky not to score. Uh, we got away with throwing our body at it. Um, <clears throat> what I don't get is why we weren't doing that when we conceded the two goals. Why didn't we do that Um uh, up until the 95th minute, until the referee blew his whistle. I just don't get it. But um, there's, those are the negative signs. Those were the negative points. I think in terms of the positive points, I mean, I thought McEachran was a... He's different gravy. He's brilliant. He was absolutely fantastic that game. Um, he drove with the ball. He wasn't afraid to um, put a challenge in. Um, his communication with Saidu Khan was fantastic. Those two could be a real, real threat going forward. Um, just need someone protecting them. They need somebody protecting them. They need somebody out on the wing that's going to uh, provide service to them. Um, I didn't. I did like the link-up play between uh, FBT and uh, McEachern for the for Austin's goal. That was fantastic. Um, but I do think also uh, you need that winger that's going to. Um, get the ball on the wing, take on the player and get that ball into the box uh, for Charlie to get his head on it. Because that's what um, for example, Grimsby when we played Grimsby and we won 5-0 under Gunning, the first goal that we scored, what, what, how, how did we score that? Got the ball out on the wing, ball into the box right on Charlie Austin's head. The, Austin takes those goals like that. that is his bread and butter. So we should be playing with for Charlie Austin's strengths. In terms of Charlie Austin himself on Saturday, uh, Saturday, Tuesday even, um, I didn't like it that he was so deep. Like I saw, I saw something of his heat map. Now a thirty-three-year-old striker <clears throat> should not be going all around the pitch to help every single one of his players in order to get the ball forward. Or even defending for that matter. And he should be there to do his job, hold up the ball, hold the play up and try and get the attack ball into the box. I mean, how many times did we have the ball in that in in the opposition area on Tuesday night? Joe, I don't, I don't know if you if you know roughly. No, no I wouldn't. I wouldn't have said it was that many times personally. But... Not many. Exactly. Why? Because Austin was half the time in bloody midfield. Now, I don't mind that sometimes, but he's starting to become a bit of a Harry Kane, and I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not keen on that. I noticed the same, and uh, I think the problem was the gap between the midfield and the strikers was too big, so he had to drop yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, we saw we saw that we saw that on Tuesday as well. I think it was early in the first half. He came for a throw in, and he he did did his bit, put for, um, put in a, a decent cross, but no no one was there, and. And you're like thinking, you know, he's Where's our main Austin? man. He, 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 and he yeah. was almost on the halfway line when he done it. 
you know, and you're like thinking he shouldn't be dropping that, needing to be dropping that deep. But obviously, he felt he had to to make something happen. I mean, his energy, his energy, it worked all right because Waitland had the pace in behind. Exactly. I mean, Austin doesn't, no, Austin doesn't have the energy level. I mean, like I said, he's a 33 year old striker who's not too far from retiring. He should not be coming out helping all the kids sweep up, getting the ball forward, and then him just being but on the, there on the halfway line. He should be in the box. He should be there to get onto the end of it. I completely agree with you, Rich, but the flip side to that, as we've spoken about at, at length many times, is there's just not that that level of experience and authority around the pitch guiding people. He's the only that. one going around telling everyone what to do. And I hate to say it, but I think that might be our... I think that will be our downfall this season. I hope it's not. I really hope it's not. And I hope I hope Morris can sort something out because I do believe in Morris. I do believe he will make the right decisions. And now that hopefully Ed Brand uh, is actually on board <laughs> and he can be in the touchline. Yeah, I know we'll talk about it later. But <laughs> um, hopefully now he's he's got his man um, and hopefully they they can work wonders together on the on the on on the touchline because at the same time when Morris is making those decisions like you know whenever I've got an assistant um and Woody will know as well whenever he's got his assistant he'll always talk to his assistant the person that they trust to think right is this the right decision right could we could we do something else could we change the game this way or you know and it's all down to opinion as well, and um, Nick as um, Nico will know as well, because um, Nico's a coach as well. Like you, you trust that person. You you trust that person that you're making the right decision. And if you're not making the right decision, somebody will tell you about it. And that person that you trust will will say, "Oh, we can make this better this way," you know. So I think it is good that we have got something, and I think that's something that maybe Morris is. Not lacked and not because he's obviously had Mildenhall and everything like that. But you know, you you want your you want the person that you trust, really, the person that you've known for such a long time. Okay, well, instead of looking back, I think it's time we start to look forward, and uh, let, let's look ahead to this weekend's game. Um, so I will start as you appear on the screen. So Woody, I'm coming to you first. Um, fr- from Let's be honest, it's been a difficult couple of weeks for Jody. Um, some some fans are putting it down to, you know, he's he's had suspensions and injuries. But uh, on the flip side, a lot of people, I think possibly even you included, would say every squad has suspensions and injuries. That's part of the game. Are you, are you seeing shoots of anything, even if it's in the sort of off-field interviews, that, that the, we are coming out the, the other end and, and the good is coming? Uh, yeah, I mean, he definitely talks um, uh, a good game, doesn't he? In terms of, I think his interviews have been a lot more in depth, and um, you kind of get the good, you do get a good feeling from him of how he's delivering on the on the on the field as well. In terms of behind the scenes, um, you know, I'll, I'll stick. But I, I kind of almost feel sorry for him because I think he's been left a bit of a drab squad. Um, you know, we could talk about suspensions and injuries all fucking day long but the problem is is that's why you build a squad um you know so so uh, you know it's it feels like it's just a little bit of 
nothing, not really matching up in terms of have we not got a good enough squad? Have we got a good enough squad? Um, yeah, he'll make mistakes. Um, I agree with Rich. He probably did make a couple of mistakes on Tuesday. Um, but that, you know, we're fans. It's easy for us to sit here and say that. Um, but yeah, I think um, the only thing I, I, I'm a really kind of annoyed about, um, and I don't think I've heard it mentioned, I was listening to um, LS Pod um, earlier and they kind of briefed upon it slightly. But we're talking about Charlie Austin getting dragged off because. Um, because he was fucking knackered, um, you know, and I think there was another player they mentioned as well that was pulled off because he was knackered. But for me, like experience aside, if I'm Jody Morris, I'm asking why is he the only one that's knackered? You know, like it, it doesn't matter whether you're experienced or not. If you're not putting putting it in, you're not. If you're not putting the effort in, um, then why why is Charlie Austin having to drop back into those areas? Um, you know, it's. I think I think we there was talk about Wakelin's chance. You know, if Austin's on the pitch when that ball's gone across, you know, it's it's if he hadn't have had to do all of that running and all of that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, back to kind of this week. You know, Jody. I think I like the fact that is it. Uh, I can never pronounce his name. McEachran, McEachran. Um, I believe. Yeah, I believe he reached out to us as well. If uh, I believe he did, um, he wasn't one of their fight. One of their finds. So. Uh, one of the recruitment finds. So that kind of says it all, really. I mean, I, I me and Richard spoke about it a couple of times about kind of, I'm pretty sure McEachern, when he was playing against us in the EFL Trophy, tore us apart. Um, you know, if it's the one, I'm, if it's, I'm pretty sure it was him I'm thinking of. And, yeah. um, you know, so I actually thought it was quite a coup. And the fact that he wants to come to League Two to play for Jody Morris says it all. Um, yeah. I do agree with Rich, actually, on that point that if Brand's in the, in the dugout, it will make a difference. I know he's been on the, you know, he's been coaching the player squad anyway. Um, but it's, um, yeah, you're right. You do have that kind of sounding board of somebody who thinks the same as you or not necessarily thinks the same as you, but applies the same philosophy as you. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, um, I just think, yeah, he, he's just got a tough task at the moment. I think even without the injuries, without the um, suspensions, you know, he had calm back, obviously calm maybe made a difference. I don't, I'm sorry, and I know it's going to be controversial, I don't think Hepburn Murphy coming off suspension is going to make a blind bit of difference if I'm brutally honest. Um, you know, he's a good little player but it's, you know, I don't think he's a, he's not going to change our fortunes. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, I think he's just got his work cut out and like, as with every game I've said so far, it's he, he's a bit, he's a bit fucked over really because we've had three games so close together. Um, so naturally, three losses looks a lot worse um, than it actually does. You know, I've calmed down a bit since Tuesday. I was fuming, and I didn't even watch the game on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm, but it's, um, um, you know, you I'm, just spent I'm, half an hour listening to me. I'm, yeah, I spent half an hour listening to you lot. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but it's 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 got to go to someone at the end of the day. I think Jody. You know, I'll, I'll he'll have my support unless things go dramatic, dramatically wrong. Um, you know, so. I just, I, I, like I say, I feel sorry for him more than anything. And, you know, I know Dima Kelly gets a big, big, uh, you know, he gets a lot of talk, but it's got to be looked at him. You know, every even the stuff that Charlie Austin's come out and said, even the stuff that Jody Morris has said, has all been about, we haven't replaced that experience. We haven't replaced, um, you know, we haven't got those players that can kind of see a game through. Um, but yeah, yeah. So this weekend, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more confident just because, Salford and I just don't like them um, so it's um, um, but yeah I think 
he he'll get that win, and I'm confident that if he does get that win, we will we will see a run, we'll see a turn of events. Um, I don't think it'll be. En- I'm not sure if it'll be enough to get us into the playoffs, but I I wouldn't be surprised if we have a winning run at some point this season. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Jody's as as I said a few weeks ago, for me, is Jody Morris the person to get us out of League Two this season? Probably not. Is he the type of person that's going to develop a hell of a football team? Yes. Um, if he's given the time. Um, but it's whether we find that balance as to whether we're going to give him the time in League Two or whether we're going to give him the big budget to go up to League One and then do it in League One. OK. Uh, Nick, let me come to you next, uh, if I can. Um, kind of linked into where we started that con- conversation with Woody. I was listening to Jody Morris's pre-match on Swinging Town's YouTube channel, uh, and he said um, he was asked about how he tweaks the mentality of the players uh, and what role um, he plays in that. And he said sometimes going through the, the the dark times in terms of knowing that fans aren't happy, performances aren't great, results are going against us, sometimes just working hard on the training ground and, and then something happening on the pitch can, can do that to a player and, and that experience will help these young players um, sooner rather than later. Do you believe that to be the case? Yeah, obviously, the more games um, the team get under their belt under Morris and and doing what he wants. But I, I was um, listening to part of his interview after the game and without directly saying it, I think he's got some concerns about some of the effort and mentality of the players. Um, and from the game on Tuesday... You know, it, it didn't seem that uh, a few of the players weren't dying on the, uh, you know, on the edge, putting everything in there, in going in and uh, getting hurt when you need to. So that that's something that he's obviously recognised and we push in. Um, picking up on what Rich said earlier about free kicks, I you'd have to look back, but I think the number of goals we've conceded by conceding free, uh, poor free kicks on the wings with the balls being knocked in and, and they've scored from is, you know, too many. Um, so that was obviously something needs sorting out. And we've talked about a centre-half forever and a day. I don't need to say any more on that. But I, <laughs> I think the, the main thing I'd like to pick up on is it's not, not even so much about the performance in the team. I think at the moment, the club are in a very, very lucky position. Um, Sean Platt has posted up about the support. 700 going tomorrow, 1,000 going to Orient, home grades uh, 10k plus. Now, if Lindsay had still been here with those three defeats, think how toxic <laughs> think how toxic it would be. Now, the, the, the fans have got the support with, with or Morris has got the support from the fans, which is great. Um, I think everybody understands what he wants to do. Um, as Woody said, probably feeling a bit sorry for him that he hasn't got the team that he would want. Um, but, uh, you know, I think he will turn it round. Um, it's still going to be really, really hard to get even a playoff spot. Um, but, you know, if we can get that bit of luck and in, in, in not give away stupid free kicks and stupid goals and, and tighten that up, we, then we've got every chance. So, you know, hopefully we do something this season because um, I don't want to be in this league again next season like everybody else. But, you know, as it is, time will tell. 
Can I just touch on something? Uh, it's just very quickly. Um, yeah, please. We, 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 keep, we keep saying about, uh, obviously, Morris's team, and obviously Morris hasn't, it's not his team and stuff like that. It wasn't Scott Lindsay's team. It wasn't, it was Sandro's team. So, unless Morris, at his interview or whatever happened, unless he said, oh, well, going forward, you're the one that's going to be picking these players, then I, I, I don't really know... I don't really know what our strategy is anymore. I really yeah, don't. Yeah, except Morris, Morris is bringing in these players anyway. He's brought in McEachran already. He brought in Kaji. Or he, I was going to say, he wasn't Kaji on his recommendations? Kaji well. was on his recommendations as well. So already, and Charlie Austin as well, was obviously wasn't Morris's, but it wasn't Sandro's either. It was Clem. So... I, you know, I I, oh, I don't know. Are you suggesting, what, what Rich, that the are you suggesting that the philosophy should just be that Clem asks each member of the Fools panel to recommend one player, and he'll just go and sign them? Do you know what? I'm sure we'd all have our own. <laughs> we would get players. one hell of a League Two squad. We really would. You know, yeah, and if, the, the, the only thing I'd say on that, Rich, is yeah, from what they've said in the past that. Um, Lindsay did have a say in players that were signed. Now, how true that is, we we don't know. Obviously, because Jody Morris wasn't appointed in a good time scale, he didn't have any say. You know, he's come in with the players there. Now he's come in knowing that. So mm. you know, from that point of view, he has to deal with what he's got, and yeah. and hopefully with his background with young players, he can he can do that. So, yeah. but and if, but if I think that, the point's been made, made, and it was made yeah. made the other week that our two standout players on Tuesday, yeah. um, exactly what you said, mm. they're, they're not the spreadsheet players. Do you know what? And and that's absolutely fine, and I have no issues with that whatsoever. And I really wish our strategy strategy was consistent like that, because what the <coughs> hell is Sandro's role? Yeah, at the I... end of the day, is that is that all he does? Is it due diligence and get bloody <laughs> spreadsheets and stuff like that? I fucking do that on a daily basis. I do due diligence checks. I do spreadsheets. I've got bloody thousands of spreadsheets up a day. <laughs> but it doesn't mean I'm qualified to pick, go out and pick players and stuff like that and start building a team around him. You might as well just go home and play bloody football manager. Like, do you know what I mean? It's 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 ridiculous to me, and I really wish because yep. Morris has got so many contacts. Yeah, can I can, like to say? Yeah, I've go for it. With with Swindon, they got some good. The squad's not bad, but to me, I find it's like the old saying: uh, "Square pegs in round holes." They're, they they haven't got all certain players. They play in the wrong positions. You, you, you're unbalancing that. You to me, the mm. squad as it is because you're not playing players in their right positions. You know, so they've got to look at getting the players. They should have looked better at getting recruiting players for every position they need, and they haven't done it. So now Jody's it, and, and got a mix yeah. of squad around, and he, they're not in there really in their right position somewhere. So it makes it hard. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that we chop and change formation as well, and also like we say, well, at the start of the season it was going to be three five two, and then it was four three three and stuff like that. So when we started at three five two, it was like right, okay. Have we got the players that can play? Obviously, Alice, uh, no, actually, Alice wasn't playing left wing back, was he? Because he was injured. Uh, Hutton was playing right wing back. Whoever was playing left wing back at the time, can't remember Shane. now, too long ago. Shane. 
Shade. Was Shade playing left? No, oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, all, all we've got to do is put Blake Tracy at left back and it'll balance the team out and we'll be fine. But uh, No, but going forward, because if we're playing 4-3-3, for example, like we're playing Wakelin left wing, Jeff got right wing, and Charlie Austin up top, but neither Wakelin or Jeff got are wingers. <clears throat> yeah. So, so the thing about that... we lost McCurdy. Yeah. No, that that's a very good point. And and the thing is, so a lot of people have commented on how Wakelin's had an obvious drop in form of late, and it's to do with being played out of position. And that's true. But what I would say Absolutely. is, at least he because of his natural um, instincts and playing style, he's still relatively successful in that position. Uh, I think it was, Craig, you'll, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Claire put a comment on our Tuesday show fight, uh, and asked, guys, how's Jeff got playing? And I said he's non-existent. Yeah, yeah, he was. it was like we were playing with 10 men because I don't think he touched the ball that much, even in the first half, to be fair. He, he, he just wasn't, yeah, he, he, it's not that he, he didn't have a bad game, but he just wasn't involved. Didn't have a game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what, what, I like, what I like about Wakeling is that he works hard. Even yeah. off, uh, off the ball. I mean, I'm not saying Jeffcott doesn't because I think he does work quite hard off the ball sometimes as well. I mean, I think going back to the Mansfield away game, he, it, like it's a lot under the radar, like sort of thing like that. You don't really pick up. Problem is, too many players, play. too many players are resting on Mansfield yeah. away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. you know, yeah. I, I, I do, I, I'm, and that's the only game really I think that Jeffcott's been a shining light in. And sort of and Grimsby at home, we yeah. have these big wins. And people think that these players are better than what they are, but they're not. Because, exactly. you know, it's all right having it? two really yeah. good wins like we've done against them teams. But, yeah. you know, for every, for every Grimsby and yeah. every, um, every, every Mansfield, there's been four or five other games where these players just haven't delivered. Completely agree with you, mate. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Joe, just before we get to the, uh, before we pass on to next, you wanted to jump in on that one as well, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, being in the stadium the other night, Jeffcott ran his absolute bollocks off. Um, but the, the problem was he was dragging players away for, for midfielders to make the runs, but the midfielder wasn't making the runs. The midfield was too flat. It's three players in a line in the midfield and nobody breaking support and strikers. So Jeffcott was making some lovely runs, dragging defenders away. Midfield stood there watching. They're not doing anything. We don't have that attacking instinct in midfield, especially when Johnny's not there. I mean, Johnny... Well, this is, Joe, this, this is what I said on Tuesday before the game started. It, as, as much as it was interesting seeing that midfield three of Kane, Kaji and McEachran, I was worried where our creativity yeah. was going to come from. And and obvi obviously that was that was the case in the end. If Jeff Cott's creating the space and nobody's there exploiting it... I, I, then... I, I honestly think the other night, if we had if we had Williams on the pitch in, in a central sort of number 10 role or whatever you want to call it, he'd have had a field day in there because Jeff Cotton and Austin were pulling defenders all over the place. But because there was just nobody making attacking runs from midfield, because they had three, not necessarily... Uh, McEachran, I guess, is slightly attack-minded, but the other two guys, you know, we, well, we know we all say Khan's not a defensive midfielder, but he is a bit more that way inclined. He, he's box-to-box. Box. Yeah, Kaji's a holding midfield player, so say. So they haven't got that natural instinct to go and attack, you know, get on the edge of the box and make things happen. And that was what we what we lacked big time. And it, the only time actually we made a goal out of it was when Austin dropped back from a, for a when he scored his goal, he actually dropped in to fill that gap where a midfielder should have been. So, yeah. 
that was a big problem for me. Um, Nico, let me come to you next. And uh, an interesting debate that, that I mean, we've been having in our WhatsApp group, and I know plenty of fans uh, on social media have been having. Uh, this conversation about balance, and I think it was Nick just said, get Blake Tracy out of left back and it balances the squad. How would you feel about a, when we're talking about young and experienced players, a centre-back partnership of Clayton and Minton? Yeah, you know, if if you're old, you know, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Whether you're 35 or or 18, to me, and pe- you know, people have been rating that he's a good player. <coughs> so, I'm, what have you got to lose? We've lost three on the trot, and if he turns out to be good, and people are saying he's good, I would, I would have no problem with that whatsoever. You know, to me, people are scared of giving the youngsters a chance. Well, if he's good enough, why not? Yeah. That's what we need. We we need a good centre back. He's, he's probably the most physical centre back we've got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, so you got to play him. Give him a go. What have you got to lose with it? And and Blake Tracy is good as a left back going forward. He's proven that. Yeah. And uh, and it would offer us a, a different threat. I mean, we were saying about um, the conversation was about set pieces a, a few minutes ago, and we've seen Blake Tracy be unfortunate a few times this season. Um, but Minton would, off, again, he would be someone who, in both boxes, would, would offer us something um, that, that perhaps we're lacking at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Without a doubt. That's, you know, corners. That's what we're saying. Set plays for and against. Free kicks and stuff. You can send them up there. The big guys get out there. Because we do look very susceptible when we've got corners or crosses coming into our box at the moment. And if you yeah. were playing something, then you'd probably, that would be your plan. Get it out wide and get crosses in because they struggle with it. The irony that that's exactly what we're asking Swindon to do with having Charlie Austin up front <laughs> is get it out wide and get some crosses in. Um, but so on the game itself uh, tomorrow, Nico, what, what are you expecting? Can you see changes within the 11, a, a change in style perhaps, uh, definitely a change in form required? Yeah, it was Salford are a good footballing team, so I could see it being a good, you know, good footballing game. Problem with me, I work Saturday mornings, I'm coaching, I bring my iPad, I stick it on on the table and I'm in the gym and I run out of the gym to see the try and watch the game. Last week, I come out when they scored, then I? <laughs> but, you know, I think it will be a good footballing game tomorrow. I could see that being a good game tomorrow. But, you know, he's had him another week now, so he's got, to me, it's putting the players in those right positions. And I could, I could agree if it brings people have said about bringing that Minton in at the back. Oh, why not? He's, something's got to change because it'll be worse it, than anything else we've And and Joe makes a good point here. Um, damned if they do, damned if they don't. Give the youngster a go, yet lack experience. Contradictions right there. And and Craig, it's a good point, isn't it? Because we we've been saying for weeks about experience, but we're talking about Minton like he could he could alter something. But uh, I think. Is it more at this point in time, knowing how? I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it again. January was a complete piss take of a transfer. We absolutely ballsed up January. Um, are we just looking for something to to, to change and, and start a domino effect for us? Well, the thing is, when it comes to people like Minton, you know, they're on professional contracts. What's the point in giving them a professional contract if you're not going to give them a chance at the end of the day? Um, you know, we we've seen him in glimpses that he looks he looks all right. He looks he doesn't look out of place um, playing in League Two football. I, I, I'd have thought. And it's like, well, what have we got to lose? You know, you got to give him a try at some time. It's the whole Scott 
Twine thing again. If it wasn't for Michael Flynn at Newport, Scott Twine would probably be playing for Bath City or someone like that now. We we only we only got the best out of him in, in half a season because somebody gave him a chance in League Two, and that was yeah. Michael Flynn. So, you know, why not do that to our own players? Why are we giving other teams' players a chance? You know, why are we giving Sheffield Wednesday's players a chance, like Kieran Brennan, you know, and, and, and people like that? Why are we giving them a chance when we've got our own players who've come up through a youth system? And let's face it, our youth system has had minimal investment for as long as I can remember from the club. But yet we've produced some absolute gems over the years. And just imagine if we... If we, you know, invested more, but not only that, gave these players more of a chance. Jukas Djukovic, you know, many, many years ago, we gave him a chance. Oh, yeah. And and he went, you know, he went on to become, a, you know, a staple for, for many um, championship clubs. Why can't we do that for people like Minton? And, and, and even, you know, like maybe Canu as well. You know, he, he's looking quite, he seems to be quite highly rated. Fucking sure, throw him in, why not? Sure, Morrison's another good example of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, and um, even Aidan Flint, I know we signed him from someone else, but, you, you, you know you know what I mean? It's, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd have no no issue with um, Minton and Clayton together because, mm -hmm. you know, there was, you know, <laughs> what, 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 there's nobody worse than Minton, uh, nobody better than Minton that I can see at the moment who could, who could fill that, that position. So... So yeah, also, Craig, um, all all the players that we've sold at youth level as well, like Eiffel went to Brighton. Um, yeah. I, there's so many other names that he was just the first one I came to. Will Randall as well. Will Randall, yeah, went to yeah. Wolves. Didn't he? Yeah, exactly. There's so many players that. Um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> you, 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 yeah. So I I, I think. Why, why not change it up? You know, but obviously Morris, you know, he's he's going to have his own opinion. It depends on how they play in, in, in training and stuff like that. And I, I honestly think with the whole Brennan thing, he's being told to play him because if we don't play him, we probably have to pay his wages, however much that is. You know, because I, I don't see... That's I'm, one I'm hell not... of a bizarre... That would be one hell of a bizarre stipulation. If you don't play him, you pay well, it is, no, no, that's, that's standard for loan players, isn't it? Because normally you, you lower league clubs <clears throat> get these players cheaper, but they're like, well, if they're sat on the bench, then you've got to pay their full wages. That's, that's standard five fee, that is. And that's not, not an unusual thing. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, with the way the club's been this season... But whether they, you know, say, look, you know, we need to play him because, because um, you know, otherwise we're paying like all this, all this money for for someone who's just going to be sitting on the bench. That's the only, uh, you know, like I said, I don't think Brennan's been any good this season. So if if he doesn't start um, tomorrow, I'll be like, well, why not? He he's he, his form's been poor. He hasn't done anything to, in, in my mind. To, to justify a position in centre-back, a key position for us this season, um, why not give Minton a go? Uh, Steve Curtis uh, saying via YouTube, don't understand why the Swindon kids don't get to go. Calmeadow hasn't been given a chance. Swindon is the talent show equivalent of The Voice. <laughs> um, Joe, one of the other things that, that obviously comes into the mix when looking ahead is the opposition. And uh, again, something that Jody picked up on in his pre-match is, is Salford have one of, if not the best home records in the division this season. So the, the obvious thing to do here is 
them bang in form, us not in form. It's a Swindon win guaranteed, isn't it? Well, it, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise you, would it? It wouldn't surprise you. Um, but I've... Oh, here comes that phrase. Was it Craig that, that did it like this when someone said, it's the Swindon thing yeah. to do? I was trying to avoid. I was trying to avoid saying. That. <laughs> That's all right, Joe. I, I won't. I won't. Um, I've, I've calmed down since uh, since Tuesday, so you know, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bollock you like I did with Nick. <laughs> But that's football, isn't it? Football is, is like that. You know, how many times how many times do you, you know, you do your accumulators on the weekend, you think, oh, they've won eight in a row, they've lost five in a row. The team that's won five in a row fucks your accumulator up. So, you know, you see it. Not I'm not just, you know, not just swindling all over the shop. You know, these, like we were saying, runs do come to an end. Um, bad, good, whatever, you know. And, you, you, and runs have to start. Exactly, and... So you just never know. You never know what's around the corner. Solfer could, you know, a Solfer player could turn around and do a stupid tackle in the fifth minute and they're down to 10 men straight away. You just never know what's going to happen. Poor refereeing decision could give us a penalty that we don't deserve. We get a 1-0 win out of it. You, you never know. Um, personally, I'm not confident. Um, I, the, the, I can't remember who. I think it was Dale flagged up earlier, Matt Smith. He's yeah. going to have a field day against our centre-halves. He's an absolute field day. Not when Mino goes gets Brennan, him in his back pocket. Kieran Brennan wouldn't even get up to his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, as we've just been discussing, though, mate, Mino Goat will start and uh, and will absolutely destroy him. Yeah, but I'm with Craig. Brennan, for me, he ain't good enough. He's too small. <laughs> when you stand next to the guy, he's like 6'1", 6'2", but he plays like he's 5'7". <laughs> <laughs> like, he don't win anything. He's fucking useless. And actually, actually, the other night... When I was I was in the ground the other night and they're obviously warming up in front of us, and Minton and Brennan were actually next to each other. Minton is like he's twice the man that Brennan is. <laughs> he's, he's so much better built. He's so much stronger, bigger. Yeah, but like we're saying and, that now, you're saying that now. But if I agree, I would play Minton tomorrow. I'd give him a go. But if Matt Smith smashes him and dominates him, why would you play? Why would you play him? Yeah. Like yeah he's going to turn around and smash the ones we got. So. Yeah, I know. I, I, I think it's a case of we've got nothing to lose. Yeah, if if totally if I Morris totally gave yeah if, if Morris gave people like Minton and, and Canu and, and players like that a chance, Cal Cal Meadow and, 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 and all those players who have been on, on the you know on the fringes of the first team, I, I would you know, if we didn't go up this season, which I didn't think we would even if we tried to play our, our so-called strongest team, I would forgive Morris that. I'd, I'd rather he give those players a chance. Yeah. And if we lose, then I'm not going to... For me personally, I wouldn't. But I, I get what you're saying, Nico. Some of our fans would, you know, he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Yeah. But but I, I would I, I would give him a lot more leeway, Morris, if he gave our youngsters a chance, you know, because if, if you don't, what's, what's the point in developing them and, and, and everything in the first place? And the thing is, you never know. If you don't put him in, you'll never know. Yeah. If you're yeah. playing for two or three games and he's an absolute shambles, then fair enough. But yeah. you're never going to know. If you just leave him sat in the stands, you're never going to know what any player's going to do. And in response to that last comment, I wouldn't take Brennan if Sheffield Wednesday paid us. <laughs> <laughs> it's a damning indictment uh, when someone says I wouldn't take them on a free. Even worse, <laughs> when someone says if the parent club paid us. Um, Rich... Uh, in Ben's absence, can you play the, the part of positivity generator and tell us that all's going to be fine? 
No, we're getting relegated, mate. <laughs> um, no, look, listen, I think, <clears throat> like the boys have all said, uh, you know, give give players a chance. You know, sometimes they'll surprise you. And, you know, like, like Chris uh, and Joe said, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. At this point, we've got nothing to lose. Like, if we're in this league again next season, but we've given somebody else a chance, fine. There is something there in this squad. And we have seen glimpses, and I mean glimpses of it this season. Now, I think what we've done now and what Clem's obviously come in and done and obviously signed players to a longer-term contract, Morris has the capability and chance to make this team his own. Now, these players are young and they're only going to get older. They're only going up. They're not going down. Yeah, there's no Benjamin uh, Buttons in football. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, these players are only going to get more experience, you know, and at the end of it, I can sort of see where they're coming from. At the point, at this point, though, we want to be going up. We want to be playing in League One. And that's when we should be adding these younger players to it. Get an experienced team first and then build on that and bring in some youth and all that kind of stuff. In terms of this season now, I, I want to be optimistic and look and reflect of what we had last season because we had the shittest February last season. We did. I think we only won one game, which would have been, I think, this time last, this weekend last year. And we beat Carlisle 3-0. Um, apart from that, all the other games were shite. We lost to Tranmere. We lost to other teams as well around us that we shouldn't have lost to. And then we hit March and we just powered on. So that, I'm hoping... I know we've got a completely different team. I know it's a whole completely different setup this season. But that's the only thing that's really keeping me positive so for the rest of the season to clarify your positive message to the fan base is february's nearly over bring on march <laughs> exactly <laughs> lovely um nick what one other thing before i go around and get uh, and get score predictions from everybody um <clears throat> one one thing and we've kind of touched on it already but it looks like swindon are taking another another good crowd uh, tomorrow, which uh, which says a lot. In despite every, all the rumblings of discontent, or wherever you turn at the moment, they continue to turn up. Yeah, hundred percent. And especially, obviously, the away support has always been good. Um, part of that is because you get a better better atmosphere because all the fans are, are together, um, so you get the noise generated. And we've been playing better away from home, even though it hasn't been great all season. But probably away forms better than the home form, so yeah, that's that's why we, why, you know, why we get the following. But looking on, bit of a positive um, spin on where we are, mm -hmm. um, and comparing us with Salford, we've lost ten games, they've lost ten games, and and, and I know it's ifs, buts, and maybes, but we win Saturday win the game in hand and we're a point behind them and we're back in the mix. Now, I know you've got to perform and you've, you've, you've got to do that. We're not a million miles away. And, and like we said earlier, that there, there are so many teams in and around going down. I mean, Tranmere down in, in 12th on 41 points. 
and it's Stockport are seventh on 48 points. So it's it's all so, so close there. And is you know, I agree with Rich. If we can put a run together and, and the teams a we've got to play... right now, Nick. I, I, of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. But that's what... It, or it's the hope that kills you. But but that's what we need as fans, isn't it? Um, we've got to play Orient, Carlisle, Mansfield, Salford, Stockport, Bradford. We're playing all those teams. So to a degree, it's in our own hands. And then we shouldn't be relying on what other players do. It's the, a fact, the, Craig. This, that's, this, that's, uh, we're playing all those teams. And as Rich said, if we can put that run together... Then we've got every chance of being in, in the playoffs. It is going to be bloody difficult, and and we can't afford to lose many more games. Probably two you know or three it's, at the it, most. It, it's like the exact same conversation we're having this time we had last season. Yeah. Like you know, we have all these big teams that we're, we're we've still got to play. You know, like it's we we've still got to play all the teams around us. So yeah. why why can't we? Yeah, it's in their hands. It's teams it's to all, us. Like, like we've all said, all teams are going to drop points. The fact that we're tenth and we're, I say we're this far into the season, yet we've still got a hell of a lot of games to go. But we're still within a chance of getting playoffs. So you know, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Yes, Nick. Uh, Nick is certainly doing a better job of being Ben <laughs> than Rich is. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's go round then. Uh, I'm alright ask... with that, by the way. <laughs> and ask everyone, uh, Woody, a score prediction, please, sir. Two one, Swindon. Two one, Swindon. Lovely, Craig. Um, I'm going to go one each. It's going to be incredibly tough, um, as as we know about Salford's. Um, home record and I just don't think we've the squad and the best first 11 at the moment I I, I don't see any hope of, of 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 it being any much better than what it has done in the last three games um it's <laughs> I, I know that's not going to come as a shock to you I know that's not going to I know that's not going to come as a shock but I really don't you, you know, we're making comparisons to last season, but Jesus Christ, last season's team, what a team that was. Even is, when even when we were outside, that you, you'd think with that, that first 11, Jesus Christ, you, you thought, you know, even I didn't write off this time last season. You know, I was like, yeah, we've got a chance. We've got a chance of the playoffs. You, you, you know what I mean? But with this, this team, <laughs> with, with this yeah, team... You know, I, I, I think, I, I think, you know, Saturday uh, tomorrow's a must win. We have to win it. We have to win it. But I, I, I can't see us getting a win there. Um, you know, even with um, Morris having an extra few days with the squad. But um, I, I think if we get a draw, that will pro- that will probably be the best we we can do. And I'm going to go for a one-all draw. Um, I'll be honest, Craig, I wasn't laughing because it didn't come as a surprise. The first thing that crossed my mind as you started your little monologue there was you talking about us getting a draw of Salford was more depressing than Nick talking about dying in his intro. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I, I just did it to make Nick feel better. That's that's, that's the main reason, mate. Cheers, mate. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Hey, I'm here all week, Nick. But you, li- you, you literally have been here all week, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have been, yeah Mike's, yeah. Mike's saying, why didn't you ask Craig to be like Ben? That's exactly why oh, I didn't God. ask Craig I'll tell you like what. Ben. i tell you what, I wish I was like Ben. I would be a much happier soul, I'll tell you that. Um, Joe, a prediction, please, sir. Must win game, but I can't see where the points are coming from, I'm afraid. Okay. Uh, Joe, I, I don't know if you had the conversation with him, but obviously John was with you at Sutton and kindly uh, logged in to do a bit of Fool's content live from the ground for us as well. And and yeah. he and he specifically told us, um, I, I won't be going to Salford. I got a text message from said John today. Guess who's going to Salford? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think... I, I just can't see where the points are coming from tomorrow. I just... From what I witnessed on Tuesday, the the confidence in the in the not so much the attacking players, but the confidence in the defence is is non-existent. And okay. uh, they're going to get Matt Smith's going to give them a good pummeling tomorrow. I, I can honestly, I got a three-one defeat on this one. Okay, Rich. And oh, Spike, before you do, Rich, that was still less depressing than Craig's draw. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just, I just thought it's just because it's, it's a mathematical thing, isn't it? You've lost three games. Eventually, you're gonna stop that. Right? You, you'd like to think that's that's more what it was than anything else than me being um, optimistic. Five you know me. <laughs> Rich, prediction from you, please, sir. Um, wow, I'm gonna say it. We've never lost at Salford. So oh no! So we're gonna lose two one. Oh, no, I'm joking. No, we'll we'll draw one all. I think we'll draw, draw one all. Draw one all. Uh, Nico, I'll, I'll just give you a little bit of background into this. Uh, no matter how many people are on the panel, generally we're fundamentally shit at predictions. So don't be, <laughs> so don't be doing this too well when I ask you for a score prediction, please. It's my like... first time on, so I've got to be positive as a Swindon win. <laughs> yeah, come on. 3-2 <laughs> to Swindon. Our goals, excitement, and three Charlie Austin at trick. Oh, nice. <laughs> Nick? Well, I'm going to do the inner Ben and we're going to go there. We're going to control the game. We're going to put Matt Smith out of it. We're going to win 1-0. And and just looking forward a bit more, obviously every game is crucial, but we've got eight games in April and and that's a hell of a task. And so that puts it in our hands. And we've got Hartlepool, Mansfield, Tranmere, Barrow, Bradford, Wimbledon, Stevenage and Crewe. So, I mean, that's going to be a hell of an ask. But as I said earlier, it's in our hands. We get some uh, momentum going. Jody Morris gets some moving how he wants. And uh, it, it's, if I'll say it, it's there for the taking, a playoff spot. And we will win 1-0 Saturday. Uh, I tell you what, Nick, if, if Jody Morris gets us up this season, it'll be probably the biggest achievement, I reckon, with, yeah, with, with this squad in, in in history, and I I, I, I honestly you. I know I'm, I know it, no in, in, well as long as I've been supporting the, the the club, considering the the what he's had to to um yeah. what he's inherited, and I obviously I'm I'm pessimistic, but fucking hell, if he does that, Jesus Christ, that they, they'd have to put a statue up for him outside <laughs> the county grounds. Um, well, I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to be uber positive. I think uh, I I have a sneaky suspicion that uh, that a few things tick into place. Uh, we kind of referenced it on Monday and said 
It's got the feeling of Northampton again, and I get, and I think it will. So I reckon Swindon Town fans will be rewarded for their travels with a nice three 0 victory. Wait, wait, where are you pulling that uh, result out of your ass? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it's just, I'm just trying to uh, I'm trying to balance the equation. Balance has been the request of the day, and we've got people predicting three one defeats and two one defeats. So I'm going for a three nil Swindon Town win, and everyone could be happy for an hour or so. Uh, Garv going in <laughs> there with a one nil town, indeed Chinese and a pint all round. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on uh, to just uh, some general news headlines, if we can. Um, before we get into a game that young Joseph has prepared for us uh, tonight. Um, and let's start with the big news. Uh, one of the three goal scorers in my 3-0 prediction is today's birthday boy, Tommy Adeloy. Happy birthday, Tommy. <laughs> Hopefully uh, the uh, a goal tomorrow, because you'll be back in the squad, um, is will be the desired birthday present. The only uh, player other than Charlie Austin that scored under Morris, I believe. It, correct. Correct. Um, let's uh, let, let's talk about the actual news that most people have been discussing. Um, <laughs> what's Fifey smoking has just come through from Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's already kind of been referenced. Um, but uh, but let, let's go. Woody, um, in your vast experience uh, of being a coach have you ever loaned an assistant from elsewhere um no not really um i've had assistants that have been like coaches at other clubs but they wouldn't be necessarily loaned um <laughs> although i don't i think i put it out on a uh, tweet earlier i don't think it's unusual um as unusual as we think it is i think um i was saying that it happened with the Wimbledon assistant last year. Yeah. He came from Chelsea, uh, James Simmons. And that, but I, I was convinced that that was actually, I think it was it Mark Robinson that's at Don's, uh, at, Don's at that time. Um, <clears throat> I think it was his idea. So I don't know whether Chelsea have decided, right, we're going to adopt that now. Um, dare I say it, it's a kind of Chelsea thing to do as well, because like, you know, they have 4.1 million players on their books. They have about 20 million, <laughs> 20 million coaches. You know, I've, I've been down to Cobham twice. And I swear there's, again, similar to Bristol Rovers women, there's been more coaches than players in most situations. So um, it's, um, they all look very smart, though. They all have matching trainers on. Um, but the, um, it's, yeah, I think, um, so I don't think it's actually as unusual, but... It, I mean, Craig hates it, but it, it does sound like the Swindon thing to do, especially this season. Like, we we can't just bring in an assistant manager to 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 come and and help Jody. It has to be done via a loan. I'm, you know, or, or I'm surprised it wasn't like somebody dual signed to Swindon Sunday League or or something like that. It's just um, yeah, it, yeah, it is a strange one, but I don't think it's as unusual as we think it is. And dare I say, the more I think about it. It favours brand, probably. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm brand, I'm looking at that, going, that's quite a decent opportunity. My employers are still Chelsea Football Club. Um, he does, he, you know, he's a very well respected coach. He does, he does a good job there, the same as Jody Morris did when, she, when he was there. Um, so, but you know, he's coming here to get a little bit of 
lower league experience, what's the worst that's going to happen for Brand? He's going to pick up the experience and either potentially be made permanent if if it works out really well and we can afford him, or he goes back to Chelsea. Um, you know, it's not. You know, he's in a win win situation in my opinion. No, hundred uh, percent, Joe. You, we were speaking before we went live, and you were equally sort of positive about the situation, weren't you? The secondment is the uh, the official term. Yeah, when I first when I first read the statement, it was a bit baffling, and then I sort of it's the same as Woody's probably done. I've done a little bit of research, and Chelsea have got form, um, and I actually saw another. I can't remember the exact cases, but I can. I came across another couple. Of coaches as well that have done the same thing. So we um, got visitor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I and I'm I agree with what Woody says. I think it's it benefits Chelsea. It benefits Ed Brand. Might not necessarily benefit Swindon Town. Apart from the fact that if it is a shit show, him and Jeremy Morris turns into a shit show. We potentially don't have to pay any compensation for him to sack him. He'll just go back to Chelsea. Thank you very much. Thanks for trying. Uh, Rich doesn't like it when people refer to Chelsea as a shit show. No. <laughs> um, so I've, I, I have been wondering what's been going on with uh, with our friend John. He's been commenting to stuff after mm. it's happened. So when I mentioned he was going to Salford, about ten minutes later he put bored, didn't want to go food shopping. Um, he then fa- he then uh, praised Nico for for comments made, uh, and then it's just become apparent. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I've just seen <laughs> I've had you lads on pause so I'm 10 minutes behind. So that explains <laughs> why none of his comments have been making any sense for what's actually going on. Um, uh, Nico, let me ask you, it, it, do you agree? It, you know, it is a bit baffling when you first read it, but does taking the assistant manager on this uh, secondment or for, for better use of the term loan deal make sense in the, in the longer run? Well, if Jody Morris wants him and they got a great partnership, if you've got a good assistant, you want him with you because you, you bounce off each other. You know, a good assistant w- is a person who's not always going to agree with you because you're not always right as a coach. You want someone to say, no, you know, that, that's wrong or that, you know, my opinion would I go this way or that way. You don't want a yes, man, because then what's the point you're having him? So if, if their partnership, and it seems they've had a great partnership for years at Chelsea, I could, you know, I would definitely do that. You know, you wanted someone that bad, then it's worth you know doing it. So yeah, I have no problem with that at all. And uh, but Craig, on the flip side of that, you can understand when fans like Rob tweet us in and say the brand situation just screams tin pot to me. How far have we really fallen? Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't go that far, but I still don't really understand it. I, I I get it from the point of view from him that it's it's a win win for him and it's a win-win for Chelsea but why is it taking this long you know I, I know that Chelsea have had form for doing it before but from what I can gather the 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 when they did it before it was a guy at Wimbledon I've forgotten his name now but there was no issue getting it done as quickly as as you know there, there was no issue um getting it done is, is what I'm trying to say um whereas with us it's taken what two three weeks now and yeah, let's face it it yeah, just adds fuel to the fire, doesn't it, Craig? And that's yeah, I was going to say it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Nick. Jody Morris, now the assistant, yeah. it's doing it. 
It's the yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It adds fuel to the fire, doesn't it? It just adds fuel to the fire. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's that's more my issue. And and I'm just like thinking, is it incompetence or is it the club penny pinching? And as much as I appreciate as, as much as I appreciate yeah, yeah, but yeah, probably both. As as much as I appreciate the club making the statement finally today it still raises more questions than it asks. So, all right, yeah, fair enough. I accept that, you know, a secondment thing. It does happen. Um, it's it's the first time I've I've heard of it, to be honest. But if it's happened before, then, then, then fair enough. And if that's Brand's preferred way of doing it, then fair enough. But what's going to happen at the end of the season, you know, when the secondment, I, I presume, is over? You know, he's still under contract at Chelsea, as far as I know. So are the club going to pay them compensation to release him? Because I assume if Morris wants him that badly, he's not just going to want him until the end of this season. He's going to want him for his two and a half year um, um, contract. So, so yeah, I, I, I understand fans' um, frustrations and, you know, they're, 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 they're going to ask, well, why is it taking this long? You know, who, who knows? As, as Rich, I, I think as Rich was saying about, you know how important an assistant manager is, and you could tell with um, Jody Morris's um, interviews whenever he's been mentioned about Brad. The, the frust- uh, brand, sorry, the frustration is is there to see. He wants him there. Obviously, he's very, very key to it. So, um, so, so yeah, I, I you know, I, I'd like the club to be a little bit more transparent as to why it's taken this long, and because at the end of the day, it opens you, yourself up to these accusations of penny pinching. And um, and and you know, or, or incompetence. No, I I completely. I, I did see some news today though that I did think was probably linked and maybe part of the reason that it's so down is that Chelsea have actually lost John Harley as well from their youth. He's yep. gone to Portsmouth, I believe. Um, so perhaps they're thinking they don't. You know, they could probably afford to lose one, but didn't want to lose both. So perhaps they it's just their way of uh, securing themselves a little bit. You know, because I think John Harley's just gone on a normal, you know, he's just gone to Portsmouth as assistant manager, not on a secondment or anything. So perhaps that <clears throat> the two the two moves have obviously been happening and then perhaps Chelsea have decided they, they can't afford to lose both. Well may, maybe if we'd have got our asses in gear, it could have it could have happened before bloody John Harley had had, had, been, had gone to Portsmouth. Um, okay, um, there is something else going along the ticker, um, and it's uh, something to make you all aware of. And Nick, I'll come to you for for the first reaction because I know you've uh, been looking at this a lot as well. We've got a date for the diary, and it's not too far away. Uh, in fact, it is Monday night. Falls will be starting from the earlier time of eight pm uh, because we have a guest joining us, Nick. Do we? Um... <laughs> what do you mean, do we? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing a cami. Five, uh, sorry. No, I haven't, I haven't touched a drop tonight. Mate, you were even talking about it earlier. You better go back on it then, Nick. Yeah, I think I better. Okay, well, let, let's try this again. Yeah, uh, before... start again, Fifey. <laughs> Forsworth <laughs> will be starting at the earlier time of 8pm on Monday because former assistant manager and caretaker manager uh, Fabrizio Picoretta has agreed 
to come on and do a, a conversation with us and a bit of a Q&A with those watching. So anyone who joins us live from eight will be able to send questions in and we'll be able to put them to the man himself. Uh, Nick's been very, very excited about this <laughs> and then has forgotten it's even right. Okay. I'm with you now. Right. I, I'll tell you the reason I went, I went blank because I did text you to say that if we're having Maybe. a guest on, I don't think we need a full panel because obviously if you're going to be chatting to him about, you know, what, what he's done, what he's going to be doing it to me, uh, it should be yourself and probably two more panelists. Otherwise the other three or four are sat there like lemons, just, just listening. So I, that's why I said I'm quite happy, even though he was my favorite, I wanted him to take the coach's job and I would have loved him to be here. I was I was quite happy to sit out, so that that's why I blanked it. So um, I was going to yeah, say, it's Nick, great. He's great. He's going to be on. Slide, It'll right? be brilliant. <laughs> Sorry, Rich, Nick, you can, you can have my space because you know I don't turn up to my guests. <laughs> <yet, so. laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll sort it out between us, but it's just my yeah, view. yeah. We don't need to do the we don't need to do the admin live on screen, Nick. You yeah. can just say yes, everyone. <laughs> It'll be well worth a watch. It will be. It'll be absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Some good stories, I'm sure. Excellent. Uh, let, let's see if uh, let's see if we could really promote this properly. Craig, this is a this is a, a bit of a coup. You know, it's been a while since we've had a, a guest on like Fabrizio, and it and it should be an interesting evening. Yeah, yeah, and and, and fair play to him for agreeing to do it live because you know it's um, it's one thing doing it pre-recorded where we could you know edit if need be if because we're we're always like You're if, always if doing guess, that. Well, no, no, no. But what I mean is we, we, we've always said to a guest when they've come on, they've got the option of live or or, or as live as, as, as they like to call it. So that if anything is, is, is discussed that they don't like, we could always edit it later. Thankfully, we haven't had, had to do that. So so it's, it's always a, a good thing that he's come on live. And, and like I said, you know, he's going to have loads of stories and everything. And, and we know he loves the club. You know, he's, Christ, he's he's applied for the last three vacancies, hasn't he? You know, so, so yeah, you, you know, we know that um, Swindon's in his heart. And, um, yeah, yeah, and it's, you know, you know, like like when we had Danny Wilson and, you know, Gerald Eiffel and everything, we, we're always more than happy to have former players and management and anyone to do with the club come on. And, and I think, you know, you know, we, we we do something a bit different where it's like like we said it's 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 our mantra isn't it that the whole mates down the pub having a chat and everything and sometimes you get things come out as as stories that people might not have been you know ready to 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 talk about if it was a more sort of formal interview so so yeah yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to either being you know being there with him or or even just you know what watching it so so yeah, I mean, and, and also obviously he was so close to Paolo Di Canio, and yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of interesting stories, I'm sure. Well, obviously, as the uh, as the um, as the manager, I suppose in this situation, I'm looking forward to having all of my squad players banging on the door asking to be in the selection <laughs> for Monday night. Um, Craig, well, yeah. while I've while I've got you as the focus point, and we're kind of doing an any other business section, uh, you had an interesting midweek at the football as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Thanks, mate. Yeah, um, me, my wife and, and my daughter, we went to uh, watch the Lionesses last night in the Arnold Clark um, Cup. 
um down at um mk don stadium um it's it's an invitational competition for four teams england host it and they invite um three other teams from 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 europe and around the world and um yeah they play um you play two games in a day one week and then and then the the other games are played over over another uh, another two week um period and um you can buy a ticket and you get to watch two games on the same same day, which is really good. So, so we got there yesterday afternoon. And we watched uh, Italy women against um, against uh, Belgium women, and Belgium won two one, and that was a really good game to watch. And there was like eight thousand in the stadium just for that, which is pretty good considering that's Belgium and, and Italy are both playing away. And then the um, Lionesses played um, South Korea later on in the evening on, on, on the same day and, and they smashed them 4-0. And um, it was it, it was such a good day, such a good evening. I mean, my, my missus loves um, women's football and, um, and, and and the Lionesses and everything. And um, we, me, me and my daughter also in, enjoyed it. And um, yeah, it was just such a good atmosphere there. Um, you know, I, I enjoy, as I've said before, I enjoy watching the Lionesses more than I watch then I enjoy watching the England men's team at the moment. And I think it's the same going to watch them live. It was, it was really good. And even though it's like a in kind of, it's not really a friendly sort of thing, like the nation's league, even though the, the trophy's only been going for about a year, but you, you know, like in the men's game, that sort of competition wouldn't be taken as seriously, but Serena Vagman, fair play to her. She put out her strongest first 11 for England and um and yeah and it, and it just told he, he, even though um i said to woody in, england are ranked fourth in the fifa world rankings and then south korea 15th and then uh, belgium and italy about 17th and 20th you can see that there's a big gulf in um quality between england and those other three teams now i don't think that's because the other three teams are, are poor i just think that just shows how well the lionesses have come and developed since Serena Weigman has um, has been managing them. They they they're just they're just such a quality team, and um, it was it was really good football. They tried to play it out from the back, but also it's a very physical game as well. So they 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 don't they don't take any shit. That you know they get stuck in. But not only that, if they get fouled, and and, and same for the other team, you know the opposition teams, they get straight back up again. They're not bitching and moaning or anything like that, like the men tend to do it, it with at um, at any level. So, so yeah, it was a really good day, and and that was like the first round of games. So I think the second round of games is this Sunday at Coventry, and then the following week they're at Ashton Gate in Bristol uh, for the last round round of games. And if you can get a ticket to go, I'd highly advise people going because it was such a good day and an incredibly good value. You get to watch two top class um games of football for the price of one really and um it's a testament to women's football is it, it's a good um not um it's a good um sort of showcase of women's football as as as, as well at, at the very very top level so so yeah if you can get a, a ticket to go to ashton gate or even coventry on on sunday i you know go for it i think i also saw um grace kazir as well she was there with her family um sat in the stands with um uh, with us and um 
my wife, um, she's a big fan of Leah Williamson and she tried to get her autograph at the end, but, but she couldn't. So she, she just had to settle with, with, uh, with a photo, but, but it was good because the Lionesses, they toured around the pitch at the end when they finished and clapped the fans and everything. And it was just such a good, um, such a good atmosphere and, and we really, really enjoyed it. And um, I'm definitely going to try and um, catch more Lioness games and, and, and hopefully a few um, WSL ones as well. And then maybe my wife can get um, Leah Williamson's autograph with any luck. <laughs> well, we wish her the very best of luck, but delighted to hear how much you enjoyed it. Thank you, Craig. Um, yeah, cheers, we, mate. we end tonight's show with a game and it means I get to hand over hosting duties for a short while because uh, this one's all on you joe i'll leave you to explain to the panel what we're doing i will be back in two minutes yeah basically inspiration from fifey's last time so it's a i was trying to do just winning the salford uh, connections but because there wasn't enough i beefed it up with some certain ones that oh, would be in the nice. same would it be in the same week so i've got five so i've got 10 players five five represented Swindon, well, five people, not not necessarily players, represented Swindon, Swindon and Sutton, five represented Swindon and Salford. And then I've just got a few, uh, what, one, two, three, four, five questions at the end, which is sort of Swindon and Salford connections as much as I could find, because there's not a lot, obviously, because we don't have a great history with them. Um, but yeah, we'll. They, uh, they, just, they just don't have a great history. Well, yeah, I, did, I didn't want to be that crude. They've got yeah. zero history. <laughs> no, yeah, no history. Yeah. So yeah, I'll just read. I'll just read out some. I'll read out some for the players. I'll just read out some clues. Whoever gets it first gets a point, I guess. Um, we'll wait for five feet to come back, and then. Sweet. I can get a cup it's of always tea. a nice, nice, gentle way to end the night. Woody, nice. Woody, can I ask? Is there a, a link for the game on Sunday that you can watch it online or anything? Or no? Um, I don't know. I think last year, Warminster streamed it. Um, I'll find out for you, Nick. I'll find out if, okay. uh, if, they're, um, if, if they're streaming it again. Um, yeah, yeah, they might be. Um, they did last year. I don't know whether they will this year or not. Yeah, okay. I'm sure I'll get, I'll get five of you to retweet it if they are. I'll try and find yeah. the guy's number who did it. Is this in regards to Mike's comment earlier? Yes, yeah, same question. Yeah. yeah. Um I was saying that last year it was it was streamed. Um one of the Warminster, I guess, fans, um, their social media guy streamed it, I think. Um but whether it will do the same this year, I'm not too sure. I haven't seen anything on Warminster's socials to say they are. Okay. Did you did you catch the uh, the gist of it, Fifey? Uh, no, sorry, mate. I'm I'm back now. Uh, has question one already been asked by any chance? Because I've had an answer come through in the comments. I don't want to ask about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's basically the same as you did last time, just the connections. Okay. Um, so I've got 10 players. I tried to just do Salford, but there wasn't enough. So I've done five Salford and five Sutton. And I've just got five questions for Swindon and Salford at the end. Okay. So I'll just read it out and then whoever gets it first. Are we shouting yeah. out or saying our names? You're in charge, you decide. Yeah, say your name because that'd be easier for me to pick out, I think. Okay. Wait, hold on, wait, whoa, 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 sorry, say that again. 
So I have to say my name first, and then yeah. it, in terms of everyone shouts the same answer, it's difficult. Yeah, to... but Rich, you, you don't have to say your full name: Richard Humphrey Sebastian <laughs> the Third. Just Richard, dude. Yeah. What the fuck? That's so random. I feel sorry for Nico here, but he's kindly changed his name so that we could differentiate between him and Nick. But now he has to say an extra syllable just to get in a headshot. <laughs> I, I should say Ocus, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, Do you know, I won't be answering many questions helpful. anyway, so don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> my knowledge uh, is poor. So again, Nico, I know you've uh, I know you've been watching and listening to Fools for a, for a little while now, and we and we do appreciate you doing so. Um, but uh, obviously, you'll know that we're fundamentally shit at these quizzes. So please yeah, don't embarrass I, I us. Said too much. I said that to Ned at the game. <laughs> <laughs> right then, player number one. Two hundred and thirty-seven appearances for Swindon. And he ended as a player assistant manager. And then actually, when he left Swindon in 2006, signed for Sutton. Uh, Fifey. Oh, no, I've got this wrong, I think. Tommy Miller? No. Uh, he was way after. Uh, Woody. Alan Reeves? Yep, you're in, Woody. Well done. Reeves! Well done, Woody. That's it, I'm done now. Uh, it's only because the amount of games, and then I just yeah, remember yeah, Reeves, yeah. Reeves going to mm. certain. I knew, yeah. I knew as soon as I said my name, I was way out. Player number two, I'd say this one's a bit harder. Oh. So, 13 appearances on loan from Arsenal in 2001. Oh, my God, no, I've got no chance. Scored, scored oh. two goals. Oh, oh, um, oh, what's his name? Woody. Just saying Woody to annoy five <laughs> <laughs> I was right. say there's only one. There's only one player I remember from Arsenal. Something with Woody. In that time, Joe Osikafor. That's yep. what I was again. looking for. Yeah. He actually ended his career at Sutton. Fuck's sake! I didn't what know he went to Sutton. I, just, I only remember, I see any player I remember from that time on from Arsenal. <laughs> that was an absolute steamer. That's um, the one. Two four. Woody, just quickly, did you see uh, the comment from Mike that I flashed up that it's not being streamed as the the man has co uh, the gentleman has COVID? Oh, okay. I'll oh, try wow. and see. <clears throat> try and find. Maybe Rich could stream it. <laughs> <laughs> Rich can stand there on his mobile. <laughs> Jeez, stream this to the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days. <laughs> Right, uh, well done, Sean, for getting Kafour, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, six appearances for Swindon on loan from Brighton in 2006. He's had 15 clubs <laughs> in his career, pretty much all non-league clubs. Yeah. Spell at Sutton before retiring at Dulwich Hamlet. I'll, I'll be impressed if anyone gets it. Can you say it slowly again for me? Six appearances <laughs> on loan from Brighton. Yeah, six appearances for Swindon on loan from Brighton, 2006. And then 15 clubs in his career, pretty much all non-league clubs. Can we get his initials? <laughs> AJ. Jesus. Um, I knew this one had stopped still, everyone. Are we still on Sutton? Yeah. Yeah, this is Sutton, yeah. <laughs> AJ. Is it a foreign name? 
No, not not necessarily. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Define foreign. Define foreign, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Rich with the Irish passport. <laughs> it's true. Is it Irish or Scottish? (laughs) (laughs) I can confirm it's Irish. (laughs) His first name is a is a royal name. Andrew. Albert Jarrett. Albert Jarrett, Fifey, you're in. What? Albert Jarrett. Get you, Fifey. Fucking hell! Sorry, that wasn't in the rules. I think it's actually. I think it's. I think it's actually Albert Jarrett. (laughs) <laughs> Albert Gerard. Albert Gerard. <laughs> Alright, number four A bit more recent Joined Swindon on loan in June 2019 Made 13 appearances Scoring one goal And had, no, previously, from. had previously Been on loan to Sutton Before Swindon We're not being told Who he was on loan from though which means that would give it away. Uh, Portsmouth, <laughs> I believe. Oh. On loan from Portsmouth in 2019. Christ. What did we have on loan from Portsmouth? So that would have been uh, Richie Wellens, yeah? This, the first half of the title winning season. Oh, it was the first half. Oh. And he played 13 oh. games. It yeah. was shite. Oh, <laughs> you'd have to yeah, narrow it oh, down a bit, yeah. would he? Yeah. He was shot to swing down. His fucking name <laughs> got the absolute screamer in the EFL trophy. Yeah, what he knows. Who it is, oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, oh uh, May. Oh, you got to say. You got to say your name. Rich yeah, May. Adam May. Yeah. Adam May. Oh. <laughs> what he gave oh, it. Know, what he gave that away for me. I couldn't remember his name. I could see the goal. I could see his ugly fucking face. Would he? Would he? kept saying he was so shit? And I was like, <laughs> no, nah, give him a chance. Give him a chance. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And he was still shit. shit. Yeah, he was still shit. Right. So this is the last Sutton one now. Okay. So two hundred and twenty-seven appearances for Swindon Ooh. before leaving in two thousand and nine. Played for Sutton after dropping into non-league towards the end of his career. Rich. That wasn't Lee Peacock, was it? No. Uh, oh, no, he, used to, he went to Grimsby, didn't he? Fuck. For um, leaving in 2009. 200-odd games. Gerald Eiffel. Yeah, Craig's got it. Oh, superb, Craig. Oh, Craig. It was, it was either one what? of the two. I tell you what, yeah. I tell you what, the only reason I know that was because he came on our pod and I remembered him <laughs> saying that. So now we're on to uh, Salford <clears throat> now. There's five for Salford. There's more than five, but the other three were really easy. So I went for the oh, five. so we haven't got the really easy ones. Well, Richie Wellens was one. That's obvious, isn't it? You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised so you didn't do. I'm surprised you didn't do Will Randall for certain. Yeah, again, too easy. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> yeah, why do Will Randall? Why do I don't even. I'm, I'm still even not 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 sure that he actually is a real player. <laughs> I remember Albert. Yeah, that's me, Craig. We weren't at the time either. <laughs> <laughs> Right then, the first Salford one. He is the current sporting director at Salford City. 
And he played for Swindon on one month loan in 1997 from, I think, Man United. Current. Wow. No, he's at Middlesbrough. What am I thinking? So, there's Neville, but... It definitely won Neville. Neville, but Skulls. Um, fuck, who's the other one? Keith Gillespie? No. Right here, I know. Probably in the same yeah. team. Craig, you've got to say your name first. Sorry. Was, well, did you say? Did you say what year he was on loan to us? Ninety-seven. Fuck, oh, that was one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. Uh, Rich, even. So I was only seven. Yeah. <laughs> I was still living in Scotland and didn't even know Swindon had a football team at this point. <laughs> uh, oh. That's a Dale. good one, isn't it? Dale. Ah, oh, Chris Casper. Of course. Dale's got it. Well done, oh, Dale. Oh, Dale's oh, good. A point, one, Dale. A, a point for Dale. Well done, Dale. Yeah, well done, Dale. Claire, Claire can't wait till we play this game of Crawley and Charlton. <laughs> <laughs> I have a chance to be I'd have to change it up by then because everybody would have Googled the answers before. <laughs> Oh, superb. Well done, Dale. Dale, Dale's good yeah, to pop up the road. Chris Casper, yeah. Chris Casper. Of course. So, next one. Signed on loan by Paolo Di Canio in September 2011. He made 14 appearances, scored five goals before leaving in January. He played for 14 clubs in England, Salford being the last club in England, before moving to play in Finland. Magira? No. Rich Magira? No. 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 Saboob? No. No, no, no. This is this is um this is Canio territory. Canio had hundreds of players. That's the answer. Yeah, that's the problem. He played 14 games, did you say? Fifey. Adam Rooney? No, he's still playing non-league, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, Sean's just said Rooney as well. I yeah. think oh, Woody. Oh, I think oh, it was Jake Jervis. Oh, I was going to say Jake Jervis. Oh, Woody, Woody, yeah. Jake Jervis. Ah, oh, shit. Damn yeah, it. Birmingham. I know from Birmingham, wasn't right. he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was, yeah. Well done, Woody. Well uh, next one. Irish midfielder signed by David Flitcroft. 21 appearances, one goal. Irish Left Swindon in 2018 at the age of 29. Mc McDonnell. Rich McDonnell. Yeah, he's got it. Well, McDermott. Donald McDermott. McDermott, sorry. Donald McDermott. 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 Donald Oh, well. a guest on the Low Strangers oh, wow. pod discussing his issues with mental health and alcoholism. Local clarity, in it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. echoing now. So, next one. Congolese midfielder from the same season. 29 appearances, four goals. Was offered a contract by Swindon, but fought for... Linga uh, Woody, Linganzi. Linganzi. Yeah, oh. Woody's in. Good shout. I mean, Linganzi. I mean, Linganzi, yeah. 
I don't remember Bay Bay Salford's, but we didn't have many from Concord. To be fair, yeah, true, fair play. Do you know what? I could have been here on my own all night, and I would never have guessed Linganzi was Congolese. <laughs> you just said French, right? <laughs> Probably. All <laughs> uh, right. Uh, midfielder signed by Phil Brown from oh, uh, a team in Northern Ireland. Went on to make 13 appearances for Swindon. After his release, he signed for Salford. And he's currently playing alongside Tom Broadbrent at South Shields. Jordan Stewart. That's what I thought it wasn't. No, Got to say your Jordan. name, Craig. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I refuse to. I will not. I will not confirm. <laughs> or, co- or conform. 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 <laughs> That's what I meant. So. I've had too many beers. I will not confirm. I will not confirm. <laughs> no. What position does he play? Was that Midfielder. not right? Midfielder. No, Jordan Stewart was way before that. It was 2016-17, I think. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, say that again, uh, Joe. So, yeah, he was a midfielder signed by Phil Brown. Guessing from Waterford. No, Northern Ireland he came from. Northern Ireland. Oh, fuck. Who did he have? Currently at Southfield playing with Tom Broadbent. Dark, dark times. Tanned, tan times. No, I'm not, I, I can't actually. I honestly can't. Think. I'm going to kick myself. Can we have there. a. Can we have just a first initial of the first name? Uh, an M. Michael Martin Smith. Yeah, Richie. Rich in. Martin Smith. Yeah. Get him. <laughs> Mr. Have an Irish people, please. <laughs> he's he's not Irish. He's from Sunderland. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> right then, I've just got five questions. Swindon, Swindon, and Salford sort of linked as much as I can find. <laughs> um, so in the, nil, in the in the nil nil game earlier in the season, how many yellow cards were shown during the game? Was this last season? No, this season. This, the season. this season. Oh, oh god, I completely. Oh, that. Woody, oh, there must, Woody, nine. Yeah, yeah seven, seven. There, was about, there was about seven before bloody McCurdy, McCurdy got two. Off, Craig, yeah. eight. <clears throat> no. Fifey, 11. No. Rich, Ocus, 12. 10. No, no. Woody, 27 Tommy and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, six. No. Sean saying five. Does Nico had a guess on that? Yeah, I said seven. No, I said nine. Nine. Nine, uh, nine is the right answer. Oh, oh. It was nine. Oh, I said, oh, I eight, said nine. Eight first. for Swindon. Eight for Swindon. Yeah. And one for <laughs> <laughs> so This is why you should say your names first, so that Joe. I listened. did. I went Woody nine. <laughs> 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 Who scored the winner in last season's away game, away fixture? Jack Payne, Rich Jack Payne. Yeah. Wrong. I was there. Is that some sort of James Bond style? Jack Payne Rich. Jack Payne Rich. Who's Jack Payne Rich? That's what he is now. He's got to Charlton. Number three. Well, whatever. (laughs) Thirteen. Yeah. The first ever away fixture at Salford saw the return of which STFC icon? Rich, Paul Caddis. Rich is in again. 
Oh yeah, that game. Rich knows his Salford. I was at both game and both away games. So. Should How dark is it behind Rich, by the way? Yeah, I know. Well, I was just going to say because I mean, it looks as if Joe's in broad daylight and Craig's in bloody broad daylight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I thought for one minute um, earlier in the episode, Nico had gone and sat in the garden just to take the piss. <laughs> he, he, he was just going to... <laughs> no, Nico was going to take us down to the beach. That's what he was going to do. Just to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll I have to say, Sean's doing remarkably well. He's getting like, all of these answers, by the way. <laughs> this one... I might have to explain because I haven't really... Is this the tenuous one? So there's a... He's not a current Salford player, right? He's a player that's played for Salford against Swindon. Um, but he's a... So he's got the most appearances against Swindon of any Salford player. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Not just for Salford. In his, whole in his career. career. Yeah. So the Salford player with the most appearances against Swindon is a striker who has played versus versus us 13 times, scoring only once, which was a penalty. That's, and that's with four different clubs. Who do you think it is? Certainly not Turnbull. Is sure. it? Is it um... Rooney? No. Matt Smith? No. Rich? Thomas Asante? No. Oh, no. Hang on. Think... League two, like League two, just think League two goal scorer oh, for okay. years. Patty Madden? Nope. Elliot, <laughs> Elliot Benyon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dale's saying Ian Henderson. Dale's correct. Oh, wow. That's a oh, wow. That's a great shout. Go on, Dale. Oh, yeah. The Rochdale Salford. I can't remember the other teams. Northampton, I think. Somebody else. Oh. He yeah, always scored against them. us, didn't he? Henderson. No, apparently not. He scored no, once. he's only scored oh, once. No. <laughs> Craig, this is the question. No, <laughs> I've got not. I've got not. <laughs> How many beers have you scored one. Not enough, no. Actually, turns out I've got 16 questions, not 15. Here we go. Look at how many beers you want. <laughs> Uh, Sean said, who was the answer missed that? It was Ian Henderson. Yeah, Ian uh, Henderson. I, quite, I, like, I like that stat that he'd only managed to score one goal in 13 games. And it was a penalty. So Alex Ravel, who was Sean's latest guest before asking the answer, would have been a good yeah. guess if the question had been who scored for every club. Yeah. Yeah. In every appearance against Swindon ever. <laughs> <laughs> right, the next one. There's only been four fixtures between Swindon and Salford. And there's only one player that's played in all four games, but he won't be playing tomorrow. Who is it? Uh, does he play for Swindon or something? Oh, oh, uh, Fifey, Matt Powdry. No, I would say it's not a Swindon player. Oh. He's not a Swindon player. Oh, okay. Um. Now, will he not be because he's not there anymore or because he's unavailable? There is absolutely zero chance he'll be playing tomorrow. That means he's not there. I was going to say it's not. It's not well. No, no. Of course, it's not well. Okay. 
Rich, Nick, are you, are you still with us? <laughs> no. Rich, no idea. Is it, that one's not Thomas Asante, is it? Uh, Sean's going for it is Rich, it's Thomas Asante. Oh, it is. I was just thinking, oh, I was yeah. trying to think where I and why. You know what, it, I had Asante in my head, and then I was... I had a Santa in my head, and then I was like, "But why isn't he playing tomorrow?" I'm trying to think. <laughs> Sweet, I've lost track. Joe, I have to say thank you. That was a very, very enjoyable quiz. I've still got one more. Oh, I've still got one more, okay. Fifey. Yeah, yeah, sh- shut up, Fifey, you premature git. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you have, haven't had a beer yet, Woody? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. No, it's just the it's just the pre-cut final nerves are getting to I'm it in, now. I'm, I don't drink. I'm in psycho mode, ready for something. <laughs> psycho <laughs> mode. <laughs> you thought Mad Gav was something on the touchline. Wait till you see Woody. Wait, you fucking wait. <laughs> you watch. You watch me throw Beth Calloway in the air when we score nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Joe. Last question. Right, last one. Which current Salford attacker, formerly of Swindon, has only scored one goal in 26 games this season? Rich, Matt Smith. No. Ooh. Woody, Adam Rooney. No. Oh. No, he's playing on week. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that. Uh... I only know stuff from about 20 years ago, Fifey. <laughs> <laughs> Who have they got up front? I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you. Attacker, not necessarily a, a right up front, but an attacker. Right, so attack winger then. Attack winger. Attack winger. <laughs> attack 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 he's playing for them now. It means he's probably played for us in the last couple of years. And a lot of the players we've had have been shit. What was the question again? So what which, current, which current Salford attacker, formerly of Swindon, has only scored one goal in 26 games this season? Oh, Barry. 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 Yeah, Nick got in there first. Oh, I said, my oh, well done, Nick. It was Louis Barry. Hey, I got one. Barry. Oh, I'll let you have that well, one, Nick. Well done, Nick. <laughs> I needed one just to be part of it. <laughs> I didn't even realise you was there. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, go, back to my, go back to my previous <clears throat> comment. That was a really enjoyable quiz. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, well was, done, Joe. It was difficult nice to find enjoy. anything because, like I say, it's uh, not a lot of history there, but. Um, yeah, that, was, that, that was good because a lot, lot of it was like really obscure. So yeah, yeah, no, fair play, mate, and yeah, fair play am, to those who were answered. If nothing else, if nothing else, I am dining out on Albert Jarrett forever. Albert Jarrett. <laughs> um, you, you know I'm going to Google him, so I still don't believe he exists. <laughs> Uh, listen, guys, as always, been an absolute pleasure to spend the last couple of hours with you. Um, if you are going to the game tomorrow, uh, we, as we always say, be loud, be proud, and please bring home some points. Uh, we really, really need them. Um, as we said, we've got, uh, we start at the earlier time of 8 p.m. on Monday. Please do set those alarms to remind you. And, uh, and, uh, we, we, good luck, Woody, for Sunday, of course. And, uh, as, luck. yes. And uh, and obviously good luck to uh, to Beth as well. Thank, we thank Beth as always for coming on. And uh, Nico, if I come to you, final words, uh, made your debut. Thank you very much for taking time out of your uh, your Friday afternoon to uh, to spend time with us. Did you enjoy it? And what would you say to anyone who's uh, not sure whether they want to uh, appear on something like this in the future? 
No, I really enjoyed it. It's good fun. I've come back anytime. It's a good experience. Good laugh. Well, we definitely, definitely have you back. That is for sure. Thank you very much uh, for coming on. Thank you very much for all your time listening and watching along as well and, and all the comments you send us. Uh, but yes, uh, from everyone at Fools Rush In, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you to everyone who's joined us tonight live or is listening back or watching back. We very much appreciate it. Um, but uh, all that's left to say really is, come on, you Reds. Have a great weekend. Take my hands, take my whole life too, but I can't help falling in love.